0: And we are live. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the DJ Zero Cool Podcast. Uh, Jordan Griffin, he is running a little bit late. So stepping in and helping me out with things will be uh, our producer and my little brother, uh, Randon. He'll be uh you'll hear him chime in on the mic. We do not have a camera for him. We're still uh we're still in the process of putting a couple of things together for the studio. But there are a couple of things we can go over while we wait for Jordan to show up. Uh number one, we are brought to you by uh joinplayboy.com just click the link support zero cool podcast and subscribe uh you have a custom gallery that i'll have put up every week um that you can just click on and check out uh if you join you are directly excuse me directly supporting this podcast the uh proceeds from that go directly to us and basically helps me pay for my brother to produce this show and any equipment that uh we need to pick up along the way and basically reimburse myself for uh for buying all this stuff uh, a couple other things uh, we can go over as well uh if you were at brothers last night thank you for coming out uh we had a great turnout for ufc 260 it was a little bit lighter um totally understandable there was a couple of of fights that were dropped from this card so uh i, I definitely saw that you know i was really excited for the brian ortega um fight. I was bummed out that that one got, uh, that got pulled. But Volkanovski catching COVID was part of the reason for that. So, uh, you know, hopefully they reschedule that fight real soon. Uh, we're going to be doing UFC 261 again over at Brothers next month. I believe that is April 24th. And Jordan just texted me. He said he's 14 minutes away. So when he gets here, Randon, we'll readjust that camera. And uh, we'll we'll get everything set for him. In the meantime, there's a couple of things I'm going to go over with you guys. Uh, We're going to recap UFC 260 and a couple of things I have to get through. Also, if you're watching this on Facebook, as we are doing this live on Facebook, afterwards we upload this to YouTube, uh, to my YouTube channel, um, you can talk live directly. So what's going to happen is if there's something you want to say or if you have a question about anything, you can post that in the comment section and we will be able to... He'll random will be able to read that to me or he can get on the mic and just say it to me and he can be in my ear and, and talk to me about that. And I can maybe elaborate on a couple of things that people may or may not have questions on about the fights. Uh, where was I? Oh, UFC two hundred and sixty at brothers last night. Great turnout. Uh, there was a lot going on last night. Uh, the sweet 16 bracket for college basketball was going on. So there was a great crowd for that. There was a lot of people there for the UFC fights. Um, what else was going on? Bucks were playing last night. I don't know what the results are. I don't follow basketball at all. Uh, it's just not my thing. MMA, soccer, it's kind of like my my main uh, my main sports that I follow. But uh, I know the Bucks are doing really well. Uh, I think they've only lost like 14. They're 24 and 14 or 25 and 14, the last I saw. And that's off the top of my head. also want to give a shout out to uh, Chicago Nick, a good friend of mine. Who is and Jordan's still texting me. Hold on a second here. Uh okay, I'm on my way, 14 minutes out. Oh, Random, would you do me a favor? Would you Oh I'm not logged in, logged in. I totally forgot to do this before we started. I was gonna repost the uh the live stream to my personal page. There it is. We'll just do this while we're on air. Cause I'm totally professional. How do I repost this again? Save video? No, I don't want to save video. Randon, are we still live? Yeah, we're live. Okay. Share. There it is. Uh, Share public. Write post. Okay. I don't want to share this to my fan page. Wanna shave this. Shit. I could have done before we were on air. Well, that's my bad. Discard. You know, they changed this around. And I got confused on how this shit works now. Oh, there I am. So I can share this. Boom. We're going to do this live with me talking in the Siri to this. Uh, Jordan Griffin is running late. In the meantime, we'll be recapping UFC 260. Tune in. That kind of screwed it up. There we go. And... Boom, posted. So yeah, everyone else can can tune in as well. Um, so yeah, if you are watching this live right now, uh, if you got questions, comments, or shit, if you just want to talk about something in general, uh, leave a comment in the comment section. Randon will will chime in at some point during a break. Back to what I was saying. Um, shout out to Chicago Nick. Um, he came up from Chicago, came watch the fights with with Cali. And the crew and I from Rufus Sport, also a big shout-out to Dan Gonzalez and uh, Scott Cushman. Scott, who's done the the podcast in the past, uh, he came out and watched the fights. And it's always great to watch the fights with, with someone who has such a great knowledge uh, as a coach uh, of what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Um, the guy is just an amazing resource for knowledge, and, and I always appreciate whenever I get to... Get to watch fights with him. Also, whenever I get to spend time with Chicago, Nick, um, if you are in the Chicago area and you are watching this and you need personal training, uh, Shadow Personal Training, he's located 2618 Halstead in Chicago, Illinois. Um, the man is an amazing personal trainer. He's in amazing fitness. He's doing, a, I believe it's in September, he's going to Everest, and I think he's doing level two. We were talking about a, a little bit last night, uh, him and his girlfriend, Amanda, um, great couple. Um, Great personal trainers. If if you're in the Chicago area, he is the guy to train with. He was at Equinox as a personal trainer, uh, a very elite gym down in Chicago. Um, Yeah, an amazing guy. Also, furthermore, um, I do mixes for Jägermeister uh, for their Behind the Shot mix, uh, their their Behind the Shot mix series. They are going to be releasing a mix I did about two weeks ago um, this upcoming week on their mix cloud So if you go to Mixcloud, uh jägermeister behind the shot you can totally search it up they have a number of djs from around the country that have made mixes and they're usually with a theme uh, my theme was diversity basically what matthias their the rep for jägermeister had said he goes i want you to match up stuff that shouldn't really go together but kind of make it enough where it's kind of danceable and enjoyable uh the example he gave me was slayer and, and justin bieber well, that is an outlandish one to to put together uh, i i think i put together a, a good selection of mashups uh that people enjoy there's like gary wright uh versus kanye west um there's a bunch of them there on there that that i can't really think of off the top of my head but it's a great mix uh it'll be released next week i'll be posting that on twitter fan page instagram all that shit so I have something for you guys to jam out to. What else do we got going on? Oh, we are going to be off next week. Uh, Randon and I did not realize when we were booking our guest that next week is Easter. So we were supposed to have uh, Donnie Polinsky, a.k.a. Uh, Dr. P. He was supposed to be on. He's from uh, Primer 55, Soar, Reverend Epicurean, um, MOD Classic. He's also the head of Force 5 Records. He's got a ton of stuff that he's going to be doing. So we just moved that to one week ahead which i believe is april 11th whatever the sunday is uh the following whatever the following sunday is i believe uh so he's going to be on the following week uh we'll have dj erich after that and i should have a surprise guest who's also in the mma community he'll be probably recapping ufc 261 with us and talking about some of his fights and and fights that he's had in the past hopefully Uh, We will confirm that in the next week or two. Uh, What's next on my list? The Kick Light Tournament through Rufus Sport is happening April 10th. If you'd like to sign up, you can do that through uh, wako.com or .net. Uh, Registration is through there. Uh, They have an amazing turnout every time they've done this. I will be there just hanging out and cheering everyone on because I have not been training enough. Lastly... Shout out to the homie Emmanuel Sanchez. He'll be fighting in the featherweight Grand Prix tournament. He'll be fighting Patricio Pitbull for the 145 title. He's also in the million dollar tournament. This is the semifinals. So if he wins, we've we've talked about Emmanuel on the podcast before. If he wins this, not only does he win the title, he moves into the finals for the 145 Grand Prix Grand Prix tournament. He will defend his title in the finals then, and then he will. Uh, granted, if he wins. He would be defending his title in the finals, and he would also win a million dollars after he'd win the finals. So we want him to win this. uh, A great coach, great fighter, great all-around person. um, Someone we'd very much like to have on the podcast. Uh, Hopefully we can do that soon. Also, shout-out to Jordan Newman, who will also be fighting on that card as well. He'll be fighting on the prelims. He'll be fighting at middleweight and also fighting on the same card. A couple other quick announcements. Shout-out to Bobby from Champions uh, him and I share the same birthday I want to give him a birthday shout out because we are not going to be uh, doing this this week or around the birthday which I believe is Tuesday yeah it's hard for me to believe I'm gonna be turning a year older in two days <laughs> but uh yeah shout out to Bobby from champions uh we share uh, we share the same birthday Irish twins as they would call it And also shout out to uh, my grandmother and Randon, our producer's grandmother, uh, Mary Lou. She also shares the same birthday as me as well. I want to wish her a happy birthday as well. Now let's get into UFC 260. Randon, just out of curiosity, did you watch this at all? You you, you can talk on the mic. (laughs) He's shaking his head at me. He's like, no, I I didn't watch it at all. We do have to get you out there one of these days. You got to come hang out with us for one of these fights. If you're going to be doing, if you're going to be producing this, you got to at least come and join us. And I mean, you did for a hot minute come train with us and so did Rebecca. So but uh it was a great card uh through and through. Again, I was bummed out that a number of the fights got scrapped. I'm taking a look at this. The uh Johnny Walker fight got got canceled. Uh the Volkanovsky Ortega fight got canceled. Ronda Marcos was supposed to fight on that along with Jessica Penne. Those both got scrapped due to COVID. Well, there's a couple of people who tested COVID, tested positive for COVID. And then uh, Alfonso Menefield, he was supposed to fight Knight or William Knight. That got removed as well. Um, he ended up, he ended up getting a Von Flute choke. That was that kicked off the main card. Um, he got that, I think, in the first minute of the fight. I'm taking a look at this right now. Yeah, Von Flute choke in the first minute, and that's an OSP. That's an OSP go to. They've been they've been joking about if they're gonna rename that after OSP because he's nailed that so many times now, <laughs> but uh yeah that he ended up uh, he ended up catching that in the first round. Uh, who fought after that? We'll say uh Jillian Robertson fought Miranda Maverick. That was a three round. Jillian she's fought a bunch during COVID. Um, she came out she was getting pieced up. I think she was getting tagged at range. And I remember she she lost the first round, if I recall correctly. Second round she ended up taking Maverick down and holding her down for a while, and then third round she ended up getting taken taken down, and she reversed, but she ended up still getting pounded out. Uh, so she lost that fight, I believe two two to one in rounds. But she was looking good. She was looking great on her feet. I think Maverick was just out striking her. Um, was maybe the better striker. Uh, Robertson was a black belt in jiu-jitsu and i think maverick is a brown belt and going to the ground i thought jillian kind of had the advantage but hopefully you know she'll be back but she's fought a lot i think maybe take some time off and get back in there soon but uh hopefully uh she's a she's a friend of the gym so hopefully she's back soon uh thomas almeida versus sean o'malley Uh, That was also on the main card. That was a 135 fight. I was really interested in this card. I thought this was a great litmus test for uh, Shane O'Malley uh, fighting Thomas Almeida. Um, Pretty early in the first round, you saw Almeida uh, chopping at O'Malley's legs. And O'Malley's pretty long for that division. Um, He's like 5'10 or 5'11, something like that. But he's smaller. So like he's taller, but he's not as thick as the rest of the guys in that division. So beating up his legs is actually a pretty good strategy. He almost had a walk-off walk off, uh, TKO in the first round. Uh, he sat Almeida down. I think he head-kicked him, and he hit him with a right. So I think it was a lead leg. And then hit him with a right hand and put him down. And then Almeida fell up against the cage. And he saw him put his hands up and O'Malley started walking away like it was a walk-off, and whoever the ref was didn't call it, and so Shane ended up, excuse me, Shane O'Malley ended up going back again, trying to finish him off, I think with like a minute left in that round, and then it took him till he had about a minute left in the third round. He ended up sitting him down again in the last round, and uh, eventually the ref called it with a TKO. I believe he hit him with a counter left on that one, Don't quote me on that. Without having the footage in front of me, it's hard to recall it off the top of my head. Plus, I had a Guinness too. I don't really drink that much anymore, so I was a little loopy. I was like, I remember at one point, like I got up and I, I was like, oh, I was like, I had a beer and I'm a little drunk. It's interesting when you're not DJing, or I haven't been club DJing at all, um, with all the COVID restrictions, and not doing like ten shots a night with all your friends while you're DJing has just made me an absolute lightweight. Uh we'll move on to the co-main event uh Tyron Woodley uh who's a Oh. <laughs> Jordan's calling. We'll put him on speakerphone. Jordan, what is the good word, brother? What do I type? Uh 5082. All right, give me a second. I'm going to hang up with you and or I'm going to switch over and I'll, I'll buzz you in. Right. Hey, is that letting you in? Let's see. Unhold. Hey, did it let you in? Pull on the door. Yeah, go to the 5th floor. It's 508. All right. Randon, you want to double check and make sure the doors open? Yeah, sure. Thanks, man. Um, where was I? Oh, Tyron Woodley. Uh, Randon is going to go make sure that uh that Jordan gets in here, okay? Um, in the meantime, we'll just continue to recap UFC 260. Uh, Luke versus Woodley. I uh I had said going into this uh Tyron had looked he's not tired. He's not anything. It it just he wasn't pulling the trigger the way he typically has in the past. He's a real explosive fighter. I saw him moving back a lot up against the fence. This one, he came out swinging, and that's why I wanted to see out of him. And he basically, it, it looked like he was ready to go out on his shield, and he came out swinging, came out swinging hard. Um, the one thing I would say uh, about Woodley is that it looked like he was looking for his one-shot shot to knock out Luke a, and he'd connected at one point, and I remember seeing Luke a stunned, and I was like, this is it. Our boy Woodley, he's back. He's gonna put Luke a down, and then he got cracked with a right hand, I believe, right behind the ear, and you saw Woodley's legs go stiff, and he backs up against the fence. He's trying to fight Luke a off. Um, it was very obvious that it, it was the beginning of the end, but you saw glimpses of hope with Woodley, where he was fighting back and he was he was defending, and then eventually Woodley gets sat down. Uh, Luke sinks in a uh, a darce choke um, immediately, and I I, I looked at and I was like, ah, oh, that looks like it's right under the chin, and sure enough, within thirty seconds he was out. Well, he wasn't out; he tapped out. But yeah, I was a uh, I was hoping that Woodley would would take that and that would be the the start for him uh, of moving back through the division. As far as he goes now, I don't know what they're going to do with him. Um, he's a very expensive fighter, and from what I've seen recently, the UFC has been cutting a lot of a lot of people from the from their uh, their roster that are really expensive. Recently, JDS, uh, the Reem, uh, Alistair Overeem, they cut I think last month. Um, but yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with him or or what the future holds for for Woodley. Uh, I'd like to see him just take some time off before he makes any rash decisions about whether or not what he wants to do next but yeah it's it's a big question mark on what's going to happen with Woodley I hope he stays with the UFC um, I, I, somehow I just want to see him turn it around I'm a big fan of his um, he's he's trained with our gym for a long time so yeah hopefully he can turn that around Jordan what's going on brother come on in what's going on? sorry for being so late oh, it's all good dude we're we're just yeah. recapping. We're, we're recapping. Uh, I was just talking about uh, Tyron and uh, and the Luke fight on the combing. Why don't you pull up the mic? Oh. and then Randon, the do first. you want to adjust this camera over here? Yeah, sure. All right, thanks, man. By the way, Jordan, this is my little brother Randon. He is the uh, the producer for our show. Meet you. He was also hopping on the mic for a little bit nice. to uh, to <laughs> fill in for a little bit, but uh, <laughs> you know, surprisingly, I've. I, I don't do a lot of solo sports stuff when I was in radio. Yeah. So being able to do this, I was extremely nervous where I was like, okay, we're going to talk about this, this, and this. And I kind of just went over an outline with him quick. And I was like, fuck yeah. it. We can fill some time while, while Jordan gets here.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. Are we live right now? Yeah, we're live. Oh, we're shit. live. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Pull up to the mic, man.
1: Um. Yeah, dude, I'm sorry, man. last-minute customer dude's like... Like, I was like, hey, we got to go, blah, blah. And he's, like, treating it like it's a restaurant. Like, he came in, and he's like, yeah, well, you know, we got here on time. It's like, no, dude, you got here 10 minutes before close, motherfucker. And you asked <laughs> for a huge order, and then you didn't get it done. So I told him he had to leave and come back tomorrow. He's like, yeah, well, blah, blah, blah. You know I could shoot you, right? Blah, blah, blah. Out of nowhere. And I was just like, I guess. And I'm like,
0: where the fuck are you working these days where people are talking about fucking capping your ass?
1: Midtown, middle Milwaukee. I've been there for like four years. Jesus. And I'm like, I told him, I'm just thinking in my head, like, I'm cutting weight. I don't feel like dealing with this shit. I'm like, <laughs> I should, uh, it's like, whatever. I can't buy a gun, man. I will, I will fucking let that loose.
0: Dude, you know, it's it's been an interesting week as far as everything goes in general. Um, There was, so I'm part of a Facebook group from being in the service industry where it's yeah. the, it's bartenders of Milwaukee and so on and so forth. And it's this week I saw someone who walked down on like a hundred and something tab over at Stenny's really? and Ryan Stenny put up a post where he was like, Hey, this is the name of the girl. She walked out on a tab. The waitress tried stopping her. So his policy is this customer walks out. Yeah. Don't go outside with them, you know, so on and so forth. Don't chase them down. Your personal health or your well-being isn't worth whatever the tab was you know yeah. we, we can take the loss over you getting hurt uh, against their better judgment this waitress followed her out there what does this couple do they kick the fucking waitress kicked her and we're like we're not paying this tab all this other shit and they fuck off so ryan makes a post and he goes hey he goes this is the person this is what they did. They ordered a bunch of Don Julio and, and, and tequila and shit like yeah. that. They walked out on 140 some dollar tab. This is her Facebook shames her post is up for about 20 minutes. This chick comes in is like, please take this down. Here's the money for the tab closes it out. Good on her. But at the same time, you're still a piece of shit for trying to walk out on a fucking tab. Yeah. And being sure. a, and being a shit person in general. And who the fuck kicks someone in the fucking service industry next? uh, What was the other one? There was another post. Of a woman who thought that she was overcharged in a West Dallas bar goes behind the bar beats up the female bartender hits her like 10 times and then there's two guys there. there don't even they're just playing pool with this chick yeah. don't say anything don't stop anything um, the last one last night at brothers um, father son duo is in there uh, with with, with a group of people I I told random about this off air off air so the managers come up to me and they're like hey there's this father son or this there's this guy he's outside he's on the patio we threw him out last time when he was here he shoved some of our staff he was talking shit so on and so forth we just yeah. want him out of here but he's a bigger guy i was like all right dude i was like well how big can this guy be i'm like i'm 220 i looked at him i was like well this is a big motherfucker he's like 6'3, <laughs> 260, and shredded i was like oh i was like I can pick this guy up. If, <laughs> I was like, I was like, and I, I grabbed one of my friends. I was like, I grabbed one of my other teammates. And I was like, Hey, I was like, can you give me a hand with this? I was like, this might get ugly. And um, it's so it's all the bouncers and this guy's table. And I'm taking a look around. I was like, he's like with seven or eight people. I'm like, let's just try and talk him out of here. I was like, I don't want a scene for this at all. Yeah. And so we go up to him. We're like, Hey dude, you were here last time. You caused a problem. You shoved some staff, so on and so forth. Yeah. Um. You need to leave. This dude is like, oh, I'm not leaving. No, no, you are. You're not going to get served anymore. You're not welcome here. More importantly, we don't want you here. Get the fuck out. And this guy tries arguing reason where he's like, "Well, oh, I want to see footage. Well, here's the thing, man. If we're going to pull up the footage, we're going to grab a cop. And then at that point, we're going to file assault charges because you assaulted one of our staff on the way out the door. Yeah. Now, you can leave. Or you can have charges pressed against you. It's your choice. This dude continued to argue. And we're like, listen, dude, let's go up to the front door. Let's get you out, so on and so forth. So we get him out. We get him towards the door. And this dudes he's talking shit to everyone. He's like, oh, you're fucking soft. You're this, you're that, all this other shit. All the stuff you shouldn't be doing if you're not the person that's like, hey, that's not me. You have the wrong person, so on and so forth, which his argument was. And so he gets out the door, throws a glass on the way out, and his dad is there with him. And his dad's like, this is this is ridiculous. We're here with like seven or eight people. I think he said a higher number. I was like, no, you're here with like six or seven, eight people, whatever. And I was like, hey, man, I go, what do you do for a living? Well, I, I do a multiple of things. I go, so you're a contractor. I go, do you like doing work with assholes? And he goes, he goes, well, I do a lot of work with people I don't like to do. I go, well, here's the thing, man. I go, I deal with thousands of people every week. I go, your son's a big enough jackass. That we don't want anything to do with him. We don't want his business. We don't want any of his friends' business. And we don't want any of your business. Do us a favor. Tell all your friends because we don't want any of your friends' fucking business either. I go, Do you understand? That's how big of a prick your son is. And the fact that he threw a tantrum on the way out the door yeah. reflects excellent of you on a father. And he's like, All right, man. He's like, Well, what's your name? I was like, My name? My name's D. He goes, d what? I was like, D's nuts. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> and he just, you like looked at his beer. He wanted to finish it. He just put it on the fucking railing and he just walked out. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Fuck you. Oh and as soon as they got out, it's like, as soon as they got outside, they're talking even more shit. And we're just like, yeah. dude, have a good night. Fuck off. Don't, get the fuck out of here. My point being to all this is that somehow people have gotten extremely shitty over a period of time. And it's yeah. fucking annoying. This whole idea of timeout culture versus you and there's a there's kind of an age gap between us. But at one point you were balancing as well. When I was in college and you caused a problem in the bar, we dragged you outside and we kicked the shit out of you and we humbled yeah. the fuck out of you. And when you came back, you're like, oh, man, I don't want to fuck up again because there are negative consequences to my fucking actions. Yeah. And more and more, I see people just being like, I'm not fucking leaving. And it's one, of those, it's one of those back and forths where as much as you just want to drag someone out, it's cancel culture. It's uh, it's someone who wants to sue you, who wants to take away your livelihood, even though yeah. they're completely in the fucking wrong. And it's fucking annoying. And it's just one of those that I'm like, I kinda wanna be like, look, dude, I'm like, I'm not even fucking working right now. I'm like, I'm not even under a contract. I'm a fucking DJ here. You guys yeah. wanna go scrap? How much money do you have? I'll meet you in the fucking alley and I'll smack the fuck out of you. I fucking, dude, yeah. I'm just tired of it. I'm absolutely tired of it. or my personal favorite from this weekend. You'll love this one. So I'm working at Dora Taylor's woman comes up and I go, hey, guys, I go IDs. Miss, I need you to put your mask on. I have a medical condition. Cool. And she's like, cool. What? I was like, you're not coming in. And she's like, well, I can't wear a mask because of a medical condition. I go, miss, I go, I want you to understand something and be very clear about this. You don't get fined. We as the venue get fined. And I go, and it's not a small one. I go, it starts at like five grand, goes up to twenty five k. I go, so if you can't that's wear a lot it, of money. exactly, that that's enough to end that venue, especially after a year of not having income, yeah. not doing the type of numbers that you're used to doing. And I go, look, I go, if you have a medical condition, why the fuck are you here? And she's just like, well, I'm I'm out with my girlfriend. I go, no no no, you don't understand what I'm saying to you. You have a medical condition where you can't wear a mask. You obviously have a compromised immune system or you're having an issue with breathing, asthma, wherever the fuck it is. Yeah. The last place you should be is in a fucking germ factory when there's a fucking pandemic going on. Yeah. And it was just one of those where I'm the asshole for pointing out the fucking obvious to her.
1: Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous.
0: Did you ever have anything like that when you were bouncing back in the day?
1: Uh Oh, you got an hour ring too? Aura? Yeah, actually, here. We'll, we'll transition the... to this. Sorry about that. I just saw it, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm sitting there playing with mine, I'm like, oh, he has one, too. <laughs> so my
0: birthday is actually on Tuesday. Callie got this for me. Nice. And uh so I'll tell this story. So she comes over last night because she was going to hang out for UFC 260. I, ho- I host those over at Brothers. So she gets here. We're hanging out, and I'm in here. I'm, I'm, I'm working on some music for, for next week. And I hear her go, hey, I think your dog peed on the rug again. And I went, God damn it. I was like, we were just outside like two minutes ago. Cause I had just taken my dog out right before um right before she had gotten here. And so like I come storming into the bathroom. I'm like, God damn it. I was like, this dog keeps peeing on, on this rug, it's pissing me off. And she's on one knee with the box. And I was like, what are you doing? And she's like, <laughs> she's like, happy birthday. And I was like, I was like. You're not proposing, are you? <laughs> I got scared as fuck. I was like, I was like, wait. I was like, are we? A, did, did I miss a part of our relationship where this girl's proposing? Were you tearing up? No. <laughs> I think my heart stopped for a minute there. I was like, I had a flashback of my entire bachelorhood just fucking disappearing. But uh, no, so I, I got to open it up and I realized what it is, and I was like, holy shit! So there aren't many things that I don't buy myself. Usually, I see something, and I'm I'm pretty impulsive, and I bought and I I buy it. for whatever reason I was slacking on buying this and she remembered it from like months ago and was like I know to get you and we're we're hanging out the other night and she's like what's because we were talking about my birthday and she goes well what's your ring size I was like give me a ring I'm like like what am I fucking Liberace I'm like I don't fucking wear jewelry (laughs) I'm like I wear a watch and I wear like like friendship bracelets and yeah. shit like that. That's about the extent of my fucking jewelry these days. You wake days. up
1: in the middle of the night and she's measuring your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so what she did was, is she goes, she goes, I know what my my hand size is. She's like, her finger was like a seven and a half. Oh, wow. And so she, she she compared it to mine. She's like, oh, yours is just a little bit bigger than mine. So, so you're probably like an eight. So the eight, like, it barely got past the knuckle, and then it left that where the um. Uh, the the sensors are yeah it was leaving an imprint in my finger so Mm -hmm. i was like you know what i was like let's go up a size and she emailed them last night pretty quickly uh after we got home from the fights and they shot an email right back to her and they're like yeah send it back we can go up a size so on so forth and then she's in the process of moving so they're just gonna send it here so it worked out really well how do you like yours though
1: i like it dude i like it a lot um i just started the ufc sent it out to me i guess it's supposed to help with like sleep and like help you. There's like a meditation thing on there where you can like follow it. And yeah, I'm, I wear a nine, so yeah, we're the, we're the same size. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm
0: doing a, I think it's, yeah, eight. So I got a nine for my ring finger that I gotta get. So actually, nice. here, let me see yours really quick. Yeah, let me see if this fits on mine.
1: Ooh, I. So I was a little light the other day, uh-huh. like as far as my weight, and I swear to God, I could like slip it on and off, and then I ate a
0: bunch of food, and it's what like you, my what finger and eating fat. fatty? I'm joking. Oh, actually, you know what, that's the nine? That's perfect, yep. Callie, yeah, If you're watching, good that. call. We'll we'll do the nine. Yeah, that. that she put a, a, she put a ring on it. She put a ring on it. <laughs> She's trying to keep it. She's trying to keep it for life. Uh, I don't blame her, man. We have a blast. Um, yeah,
1: I put well, see this is my ring finger too. So I put it on this one. I said I figure I'll when I switch it over when it's that time when someone gets on their knee and asks me out. Asked me to be their husband. <laughs> I'll just switch it.
0: <laughs> I told her, I was like, you got to get your UFC contract. I'm like, I'm having fucking go. dreams of being a fucking stay-at-home husband. Stay-at-home sugar daddy. Yeah. Sugar Sh- mother. Yeah. Sh- whatever, dude. <laughs> whatever it is. I'm like, I want to stay at home and play records all day. I was like, you go out and fucking... I'm like, I worked my ass off for the last 20-some years. But yeah, we've we've joked around about that. But yeah, she's uh, she's great. Like, we... Uh, you know, it's it's funny. She's like... She's, I don't know. We were really good friends before we ever started dating. Yeah. so it's been one of those where when we started hanging out again, we just kind of picked up our friendship. And then there was enough time between where she was engaged to Omar. And I thought there was enough time between the two of them being engaged. And I think it was like seven or eight years. It that they wasn't had been, weird. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't weird. For and sure. and it was just one of those that we just get along really well. And especially when we were hanging out during COVID, we both had to go into quarantine at the same time. Yeah. And it's, I don't know if it if it's the same way for you. It's really great to have someone that you can talk to about mm-hmm. fighting. Where it was like, the the weekend that we were in lockdown together, it was Sergio's debut in Bellator, oh, nice. and then, shit, I think you were fighting on the UFC card the next day, or, or someone was. One of the two. Yeah, and there was there's like two people. that It was like maybe you and someone else that was fighting on the UFC card. And then Sergio was fighting on the Bellator card. Nice. And I was like, and it was just one of those that like we both had stories of like friends and experiences and so on and so forth that we could be able to just hang back and chill and then talk about things or even talk about technique and shit like that. And I was like, this is kind of cool. And I remember talking to my roommate at the time. <laughs> I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, do you know how cool it is to like talk to someone that has about like the same interests as you? the same as uh, like, yeah. yeah, if it was a, a DJ as well for me, that'd be like, dude, this is so cool. I can talk music with her, so on and so forth. I can talk <laughs> fighting. But yeah, we talk everything, man. That's tight. Yeah. That's tight. So tell me a little bit about your fight that you got coming up.
1: Uh, what is it? Luis Saldana. So he got signed on season four and I, I got signed on season two. So um, he's explosive, likes to switch his stance up, likes to throw a lot of teep kicks and um, I don't know something's been off like the last like four fights, you know I, I'm one in f- three in the UFC and something's been off. So I was just this camp I really tried to change it up and uh, I started sparring more like Duke was like Hey, you should just
0: spar all the time. Do me a favor pull up to the mic a little bit. Oh. Yeah. Yeah There you go. He, there you go. Now you're coming in you way go. better. He, he
1: was like you should just spar all the time So I was like, okay, so I've been sparring like almost every day I feel more energetic. My weight's lower and it's not as hard for me to like maintain it or, you know, cause before I'd be like, Oh, I got to do all this stuff just to keep my weight down. And, uh, yeah, I feel good about it. So it's just going to be pressure, 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 uh, stand up, do whatever it, it takes to get the W. I don't care if I knock them out or if I go in there and I submit them or anything like that. So
0: you're a fucking killer on the ground, bro. Oh, like nice. you've had, dude, you've had some like slick fucking, uh, some slick submissions. I remember you hit a, I forgot what the, what, um, not, not the UFC. It was outside the UFC before you had joined. You hit someone with a calf slicer that you had rolled into him. Uh, and yeah. And I was just like, uh, so the setup for that, so was that up here? Yeah. Randy, you want to check the door? I don't think
1: I locked the door. Do you got groupies trying to sneak <laughs> in here, bro? bro? No, no, I hope not. <laughs> Shit, dude. No, I, uh, no. So what it was, he was going for a calf slicer on me and I defended it. And as he was reaching for my legs to continue with the calf slicer, I grabbed his arm and I got him into armbar. That's actually Derek Miner. Derek Miner won. Uh, I think he won like a, like a 22nd guillotine, uh, some like maybe a month or two ago. So yeah, the plan, I, I need to go out there and finish this. And I want to go back and get Derek again on TV. Oh, <laughs> so, so he just got signed too? Yeah, he got signed too. He actually got signed, and um, he was like trying to fight me. So we got scheduled to fight, and that's the dude that actually wasn't able to fight because he got sick or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. But he was on there. He was—he's just so confident that uh, he—he keeps—he talks as if like—he um, talks as if like like I shouldn't have won the fight. And it's just like I could see it would be different if if he lost by decision. Mm-hmm. you know, then it's like, oh, okay, whatever. But no, homie, I grabbed your arm and I torqued it till you, till you tapped. Yeah. So it's just like, it's, you know, you gave up and it is whatever. I'm happy. We're both in UFC. Uh, I got my next fight coming up. I'm worried about Luis after mm-hmm. Luis and I handle all that. Then it's going to be, okay, what's going on? You know, what's next. So does the, uh, does the trash talk ever bother you when people oh, talk
0: trash? Do you take it personally?
1: Oh no, no, not I, I probably should, but I don't like, that's what people don't understand. I was one in three when I started, and I would go to people's hometowns because I was like, uh, because it well, it was hard for me to find fights because nobody wanted to fight a guy that was one in three. Mm. Then when I won uh, the couple fights I did win, uh, some of the guys who had better records they saw it and they were pretty pretty raunchy fights, and they were like, no, we're not. It's not worth it. And so I was like, fine. I took all these hometown fights against the hometown hero. Mm-hmm. I had to go out there and murder this dude in front of his family, get paid. And I'd smile at people. Boo! Boo! Fuck you! All, and I'd do it. And I would be like, oh, cool. I'll grab my check. I would leave. And it would be on to the next. Duke, hey, can I go fight here? Duke would send me a thumbs up text. And then I'd be <laughs> like, cool. I'll see you guys. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and like I just flew under the radar for like, dude. It was a couple of years. Like, I feel like people were like, "Oh shit, when did Jordan get all those fights?" And this is like, well, I just been, been
0: doing it. So, dude, I, I've been hold, I've been sitting on this one. Number one, I told you I was going to roast you for being late. You are <laughs> of the. Where are we at? Episode nine. We're at episode nine now. You're the first guest to ever be late. Oh man. So I'm gonna pull this up. This is from <laughs> September, 2013. And I believe you were still new to the gym. Oh, man. And you came over. For- <laughs> <laughs> so oh this was, God. I, I want to say this was Callie's first professional fight. And you were on the same card. And you were hanging out with us. And you were like, Parker, can I get a glass? And I was like, Jordan, how long have you been at the gym? You're like, and you said some number. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I was like, you're drinking from a cat. <laughs> So I was like, "All right, I'm gonna pour you a drink, but you gotta drink it from this cat the entire night." So I just completely (laughs) fucking roasted you. We got
1: we got fucked up. We were up to like five. Like we were up really late. I remember that
0: night. I'm glad one of us did. We were up late as fuck. But yeah, I was like, I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "I got this photo from somewhere." (laughs) Cat like Callie and I have gone through a bunch of photos of like, "Oh my god, dude! This night, shit, dude! I'm gonna pull some of these up." Dude, this was. I don't even remember what this guy's name was, but this dude
1: was ah! <laughs> <What> the... <laughs> a video. You got a video of it.
0: Dude, I put a sombrero on his head and he's got dude, he's got the bottle of tequila. Or no, what is that?
1: It's like you can't you can't even pretend like this is real. Dude, this dude <laughs> was gone. out on
0: his feet, bro.
1: Do you have the, you have this is this on your Facebook? Just no, like, this was hey,
0: this is in like the photo album. Oh, dude, here oh he is my again. God. <laughs> Dude, I think he has a strong bow. I don't think that was like a bottle or something. I, I know he was training at our gym. I just don't remember what his name was. Yeah, me either.
1: Dude, that's, oh, there you go.
0: Dude, look at all that kettle one I used to drink back in the day, bro. <laughs> dude.
1: Wow, that's was, an awesome Oh, my God. Scott's there.
0: <laughs> dude, Joffy was partying with us to like 5 in the morning, bro. Yep. <laughs> dude, who's that guy right there? Oh.
1: <laughs> that's sombrero changed <laughs>
0: Oh, Oh my God. What else is in here? That is funny. We got a couple of these. Oh, Dan Gonzalez. Yeah, what's up? We're repping the OC. That's that's our gang sign for the OC right there. I can't believe I had that mohawk for so long. (laughs) Jeez. Whoa.
1: Uh, Man, you were about to... She'll go over here and get you.
0: <laughs> so, I'll explain that I was I was telling Rand before you got here. I was telling Randon about all these stories and so on and so forth. And I had said I was dating this girl Amanda at the time. Oh, okay. And I was like, Hey, she she was living in Chicago, and we we're going back and forth. We we're kind of doing the long distance relationship. I'd go on to Chicago. I would DJ and I would stay at her place, and then she would come up here and just like hang out and see her family, and we would go out so on and so forth. That weekend. <clears throat> I planned for us to go see a concert. We went to go see Citizen Cope on a Friday. And then Saturday I was like, Hey, I was like, I have a bunch of friends that are fighting on this card. My best friend is fighting as well. And I think it was Callie's like pro debut. Nice. And so I was like, Hey, we're gonna go and support my friends, so on and so forth. We're probably gonna party all night, whatever. And she's like, All right, sounds great. And she's like, she was always down for whatever. And I remember at one point she like looked over at me and like we're all hanging out afterwards, and she's like are you sleeping with her? And I was like, No. I was like, it's my best friend. I was like, she's engaged to one of my friends. I was like, we all just hang out and she's yeah. like, she's into you. And I was like, no, she's not. I was like, fucking stop. Sure shit. Eight years later, Callie and I started dating. <laughs> nice. nice. But yeah, she came with me and she was just like she was just not having it. And I think she ended up going to bed early that night and she was just like, oh, You guys have fun. I'm just gonna go yeah, to bed. Be a party pooper. Yeah, <laughs> and just like I'm <laughs> out. I'm gonna go crash the fuck out. Oh my but god. But yeah. Um Fuck, I can't believe I still have that photo in there. I can't <laughs> that. I got to go through and just edit all those in, in general. And there's a lot of shit from, you know, over the last 10 years of shit that's been on, that you take nah. with your iPhone. Mm-hmm. And you go through it and you're like, holy shit, I forgot all about this. And it's funny, it takes you back. To the exact moment you were at and especially yeah. the one where I was like I saw you drinking with the cat I was like oh. I remember that I was like I was giving them shit for whatever fucking you were new yeah. to the gym and for whatever reason yeah. I was just breaking your balls
1: you should see the stuff I see in people's phones man because I work at T-Mobile uh-huh like, I just I've seen some shit on people's phones that I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> like I'll look around like like you're the customer and uh-huh. we're like looking at the phone and I'm like yeah this is this and then like you know then some shit will like pop up and i'm just looking at him like uh and i just <laughs> keep going <laughs> like as if i didn't see it so we have this old dude that always comes in and we give all the, oh, no go know, ahead we give all the new guys this old guy when he comes in uh because he watches a lot of porn so uh he, every time he comes in he calls them his stories And he goes, yeah, you know, this is how he talks. Yeah, you know, uh, my stories ain't working. And uh, we're like, okay. And so the first time when I worked there, the first time, you know, three or four years ago, uh, they gave me a phone. I was like, damn, man, there's a lot of shit on here. As I'm wiping all of the stuff off of his phone, because I guess he's a mechanic. So I thought like, whatever, it's just dirt or whatever. I'm like, man, this shit's really thick. And I'm like wiping. I cleaned his whole phone down. They're laughing. Like everyone's just laughing at me. So he walks out. And because when I opened his phone and I look at it, it's all porn. It's all Pornhub. So I'm like, oh, these are his stories. And I told him, I was like, dude, you watch so much porn that your phone's just, like, just took a shit. And I was like, we got to sell you a new phone. So I sold him a new (laughs) phone. (laughs) I sold him a new phone. This dude, I've been there for almost four years. This dude has upgraded. Okay, he's upgraded three times. But this dude has gone from website porn. Cool. Regular porn that's on a website that you look up to now he's on the Pornhub app. I didn't even know they had an app.
0: I didn't know either. I thought I watched a lot of porn. I didn't even know <laughs> they existed. God damn.
1: This old dude got an app and he was like, Yeah, my stories ain't working again and so I gave the new guy <laughs> I'm not touching his fucking phone dude I am not touching his phone and uh, the new guys over there and I mean so he's gotten two new guys since I've been there and every single time after the new guys are done talking to him it's just funny to watch their face when they open his phone up and see all the porn
0: (laughs) (laughs) dude this isn't like this isn't a casual amount of porn this is a plethora of porn that you have on your phone player you have to take a look at your life and be like if you've had to upgrade your phone, <laughs> upgrade your phone four times in three years because you have so much fucking porn on it, dude, you gotta go talk to somebody, bro. You gotta fucking ease the fuck back. Maybe go to a strip dude, club. I don't know or something. Which reminds me, one <laughs> we'll of our soon-to-be sponsors, Silk Exotic.
1: Ooh,
0: come to Silk. No, I'm joking. They're not one of my sponsors. <laughs> no,
1: that, a sponsor, <laughs> Although, no, I've
0: joked around. I've told Ferraro. I was like, he has to come in here and he he has to do the podcast. I told because yeah. him and I have so many fucked up stories where i was so on facebook they have the memories that come up so on and so forth and i had broken my ribs like eight years ago and i told ferrari i was like we were supposed to go out that night and i was like yo dude i was like i fucked up my ribs like i'm having problems breathing like i'm fucking hurt bro and he's like oh you fucking pussy you broke your fucking ribs i was like what the I'm like, like, I took it as a challenge. I was like, fuck you, dude. I was like, I'm going to down a fucking vodka and soda and I'll fucking Uber out to wherever the fuck you are. We got blackout drunk. We got blackout drunk at Mikey's and we ended up after barring there. And for whatever reason, we were out in the alley. I don't remember how... I got to ask him how the fuck... If he even remembers. For whatever fucking reason, we ended up out in the alley and we were peeing behind the dumpsters out behind Mikey's. And then he does the whole... Like I'm gonna pee on you thing, and I try doing uh. it back to. Him. So we're in the alley, just two <laughs> drunk, dumb motherfuckers trying to pee on streams. each other. <laughs> like, uh, uh. And so I get done, and he leg or no, he gets done, and he leg kicks me, and I was like, "Fuck you!" So I leg kick him back, dude. We're out in the alley beating the shit out of each other. I have broken ribs, and I come back in. We're all fucking beat it up. We've we got fucking piss all over us. And like, I forgot who the manager was at the time. And he looked at us and they're like, the fuck's wrong with you two? And I was like, he started it. And they're like, dude, you guys got to go. Oh like, it was the look of, the fuck, get the fuck out. Of- What's what the hell's wrong with you two?
1: I got to tell you about a time when you bought me a dance. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah. So I was there with my DM. Uh, the district manager of T-Mobile, mm-hmm. and literally he was like he was in town, and I was like, "What's up?" Or no, he had heard that I wanted a job, like uh, job reference, and he called me, "Hey Jordan, are you leaving T-Mobile?" Blah blah. It was like, and I was like, "No, I just want job referencing I'm always looking for a new job." Well. I showed up at his hotel and cause he thought I was joking when I said, Let's go out for a drink, let's go party, because he was already drunk when he had called me. Mm-hmm. And I so I show up literally 20 minutes later. He's like, Holy fuck, you're outside right now. I said, Yeah, <laughs> let's go. And so we go and we go to, you know, go over by you and you get me a dance. And I just remember uh one of the other bouncers was like, Hey, don't get a dance from this girl. She's like, No, she's trouble, blah, blah. Yeah. So I look over and the DM's Like, he's getting a fucking dance from that chick. Like, I just (laughs) told him, like, don't get a dance from that chick. Like, she's trouble. Like, they all warned me she's trouble. Don't get a dance from that chick. So as I'm getting my dance, I look over, and he's just finishing up getting his dance. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so I was like, hey, man, let's get out of here, blah, blah, blah. As I'm talking to him, so me and you were talking, the girls right here, she's like, or I could just blow you both for money. And I literally, I'm drunk as fuck, and I look over, and I'm like, we should get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. Like, this is trouble. So we got out of there. We went to the casino. This dude's crazy. And uh we go to the casino. Jordan, okay. pull up to the mic, bro. Oh, he yeah. pulls he pulls out seven hundred dollars or eight hundred dollars. He gambles, you know, he's we're sitting there playing blackjack. I love blackjack. He likes yeah. blackjack. Uh he makes about four thousand dollars making these outrageous like blackjack hands, like four thousand dollars. And this is within maybe you know, I'm going to say a couple minutes. Like he's just boom, 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 four grand. And I'm like, cool, dude, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's go get some pancakes and let's call it a night. Yeah. He goes, no, man, I'm not leaving until I I win $10,000. $10,000. I said, sounds good. Two minutes later, it's all fucking gone. And he's like, Griffin, I should have listened to you. <laughs> and that's, <I'm> just... <laughs> that's
0: always the case, bro. You know, George, right? Uh, he was the floor host over at Silk, or the, the head of security over at Silk for yep. a long time. Yeah. So what George would do. Is he would come out on Sundays and he would just yeah. get lights out and it'd always be like he'd kind of be doing that Water Street wobble where it was like, Parker, let's go to Pottawatomi. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, my gambling days are done. I'm like, I usually play poker and I'm like, I never fucking play poker drunk. And yeah. I've gone there a couple of times with him and he'll pull out like a couple hundred bucks out of the ATM. And then he starts playing roulette and he starts just making these. I love roulette. He just starts making <laughs> fucked up bets. <laughs> And then all of a sudden he's up like six or seven grand off a couple hundred bucks. And I'm like, cool, let's go, man. He's like, "Nah, I can the exact same scenario where it's like, no, nah, man, I, I can. I'm going to I'm going to keep going. <laughs> I'm going to be rich. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, there's a point where like there's a point that you hit in a casino where someone comes up to you and they're like, they're trying to slow you down because you're winning that much money quick that much money that quickly. Oh, where they're yeah. Like, hey, we're going to comp you a room. We're going to copy a meal. Let's copy some drinks, so on and so forth. And I'm like, hey, dude, I go take the fucking hint. They want you to stop. So fucking stop. Take the free room. Let's take a bottle of Grey Goose. We'll call up some friends. We'll throw a fucking rager in your hotel room. And he's like, yeah. I'm not done yet. And I'm like, dude, come on. You're up <sighs> a couple of grand at this point. And then I was like, all right, dude, I, I can't watch you fucking crash and burn. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to take a Uber, Lyft, whatever the fuck ever. I'm going to go back to my house. And I'll go back to my house. And I'll see him on Monday. I was like, "Hey, dude, how'd everything go?" He's like, "Man, I was up twelve grand at one point." And I was like, "Dude, did you cash it out?" He's like, "Nah, man, gave it all back." And I was like, "The fuck is wrong with you, bro? How? How? How?" I'm gonna fill you in on a little
1: secret because I got gambling problems. <laughs> <laughs> if you show up with, uh, let's just say, twenty bucks, and you're up like five hundred, in my gambling mind, because I have a problem. I never lost five or four hundred and eighty dollars. The money just didn't exist. I only showed up with twenty dollars. So if I make five hundred, then I lose all of it. Then I'm like, damn, I lost twenty dollars that night. Not, I didn't lose five hundred. I lost twenty bucks. I see your philosophy <laughs> on it,
0: but it's also like for me, it's one of those that I've I played some pretty high stake poker when I was when I was going back and forth from Vegas. Like, yeah, my routine was for whatever reason I liked playing at the Palms. And I would get to wherever I was staying at, like wherever hotel they were putting me up in for that weekend. And I would literally drop my bags off and I'd be like, hey, can someone run me over to the Palms? And they'd be like, you don't want to gamble here. I was like, no, nah, I really like the poker room over there. And it's a, it's a small poker room, but it wasn't like sharky. Like you would go to yeah the Bellagio. You would see like familiar faces of people like you saw that like on World Series of Poker and, and shit. I was like that's, no that's cool dude yeah. <laughs> I was like nah fuck that dude I was like that's fucking Phil Helmuth over there Helmuth I was like nope I'm like I'll go to some fucking shitty poker room mm-hmm. so what I would do is is I would get there and I like I'd I'd essentially just have like all the tip money I made on Wednesday yeah. uh, working at Silk and it'd be like a couple hundred bucks and I would just change it and I'd be like yeah I was like well, fucking work at a strip club take all my singles give me chips oh, yeah. so it'd be like three four hundred dollars. And I would sit there, and I wouldn't grind, but I would sit there for like 10 hours if I didn't have anything to do. And I would be like, where am I at? And I'd just like, at some point where I'd be like, I'm hungry, or like it's 11 o'clock, I should probably go shower, go check into my room, get ready to go go out and go meet up with some friends and shit like that. Dude, I'd be up like three or four grand. And I'd be like, yeah. perfect. And I'd be like, all right, cash out, stack all my chips and turn them in. And that's all it was, and it was small enough it was small enough because you would start out with like, I think it was like you could only the, the table max was two or three hundred bucks. So I'd sit there and I would just clean people out. And I was yeah. just like, fuck, yeah. And it's it, it adds up over a period of time where it's like, you know, you're getting 80, 90 dollar rakes, you know, so every time you win. But, you know, you're playing 20 hands to get that basically. Yeah. Excuse me. But yeah, over a period of time, you just start shooting the shit with people. You start noticing small fucking things. And I was reading a bunch of body language books at the time. So like I'd be talking to people and I would keep dead eye contact with them. And I'd talk to them about like poker and shit like that. And I'd watch them fucking index. And that's where you look up and to the left. That's where um, you're sourcing the creative part of your brain. And it's usually when people do that, it's because it's, yeah, so it's a tell. (laughs) <laughs> or I would see people do like the – they would be rubbing their neck. That's a sign mm. of stress. And I'd I'd be like pushing people hard. And I'd watch them do that and I'd be like, you ain't got shit. i yeah. like, I'm going to call your ass. You're bluffing. You're bluffing ass. You ain't got shit. Right. Or I'd, I'd be talking shit. I'd be like, yeah, I'm like, I got my favorite hands. I'm like, my favorite hand I'd always joke is like pocket eights. And mm. they're like – and like an eight would hit, but I have like pocket aces and people would be like, Oh shit. I was like, I told you going in this, I got my fucking favorite hand, and I I'd show up and I'd be like, Like you said you had eights. So I was like, I had aces. I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <Fuck off." laughs> and I'd end up hitting something stupid, like end up funny. hitting trips or something like that, or hit a full house on or some fucked up shit gonna, like that. You're
1: gonna have to show me I wanna start doing games. I heard of their games at like uh like at some of the bars around Milwaukee. And I want I really wanna learn poker. I mean, I feel like I know like I'm I'm a beginner. Mm-hmm. So like you got to show me
0: sometime like how to. Did how you ever do meet it. my roommate Lee? Uh, Lee Gook. He was a bartender. Sure.
1: If I saw him, I probably know him. I'll show you All pictures
0: right. of him after the podcast. What him and I did was way back in the day, we were playing. We were playing at Ferraro's house. Like we would do Sunday Fun Day over at his house, yeah. and he has a. He had a really cool basement out in Menominee Falls, uh, out in Taylor's Woods. He had a poker table, like a professional poker table. I think he had a card shuffler and shit like that. <laughs> And we'd play cards out there and i'd play with his old man uh he'd have dude he'd have professionals over there and then he would have like huge games they did were for like thousands of dollars damn anyway i played there a lot and then lee kind of taught me how to play poker and then what him and i did a lot was when we had to open up the juno club in like the early 2000s we did online so at the time there was a workaround that you could do where it was like you couldn't use your credit card because if your credit card was based in the US, you couldn't put money onto the account. You had like you couldn't put money onto the account and you couldn't take money off the account. Yeah. So what you had to do was like kind of like a, a Visa gift card where you would yeah. load it and you'd have to say the zip code was in like Russia or some shit. Okay. Um so that zip code that was attached to it, you could then gamble with it. And then when you would win, you could load the money from that poker site onto that card. And then you would go to an ATM and you could pull the money out. Pull it out, yeah. So, what Lee and I did was when we had, we'd had to be up there. I think our first, when we first opened that place, we had to be up there for like four months nonstop. And there's nothing to fucking do up there. We were the only fucking thing, we were the only business that was there that was worth going to outside of like the bowling alley and the restaurant that was in the small town. Um, But we were making hand over fist out there. So, what we would do after we got done with work is we would just, we'd connect to the Wi Fi. And we'd start playing poker tournaments. That's tight. And that's how... And then, like, we would be watching... Like, I would download torrents of, like, video... Not video. Like, we would do, like, videos of, like, how to get really good at poker. So we'd be watching this in the background and playing tournaments. Lee was a psycho. He'd be playing on four different tables at once. And I was that's like... I have, I'm like, I have no idea how the fuck you're doing this. Like, I had to concentrate and play on one. And it was one of those that <clears throat> they taught you and they teach you this for when you're playing in like a a real world game and when you're playing online, is that you watch what each person does. So when the action goes to this person, you're watching what they do, you're watching like, are they looking at their cards? Are they playing with their chips? What are they doing? Are they taking their time? Are they calling right away? And these are things that you figure out like the habits that this person has of if they're calling right away, what do they have? And you make okay. a mental note of, okay, so this person had, um, I don't know, uh, ten nine suited and they called okay. right away and you just start seeing that and you, it's hard to remember it, but the longer you play with someone, the easier it is to remember because you just start seeing their habits more and more and more. Yeah. Um, and that's how I got good at it. Is that like, I was just watching what, wherever the action was going on the table, I was paying attention. I was always looking at the person ahead to see what they were doing so, yeah. So I mean, it's a concentration thing, and for someone who's fucking ADD as fuck, like it was one of those I was like, "Who you telling?" (laughs) I was like, "Concentrate," or it'd be like one of those, like you see a you'd see like a waitress walk by and you're like, "What was I doing? (laughs) What's my hand again? God damn it!"
1: (laughs) Yeah, dude, I uh, like when I got really into blackjack kind of different but i started kind of learning the poker hands through blackjack because the blackjack has the side games in their poker hand mm-hmm. so it's like blackjack on the main but then you have the side bets that are poker hands and uh wait do they do that at of me too they I don't even know cuz they have digital now. Yeah, they do. They still do it. Okay. I don't trust those those fucking digital dude, games at I. all. Fuck that, man. But uh but I won like $900 a couple months ago. I won like $900 a couple months ago doing the side bets. Oh right. Really? Yeah, I was like, "Oh shit." And that was uh down at uh Rosemont like betting on the fights.
0: <laughs> oh shit. Dude. Yeah, dude. But uh I used but, to work down there, dude. I used to work in uh Bridgeview. Uh I worked at Scores in Chicago, and I'd oh, always really? I I would always drive by that, and I never got the opportunity to stop there cuz I was always like I would, it's an hour for for me to drive there and an hour for me to drive back. So I would okay. usually get done at five in the morning. And the last thing I wanted to do was go, go to a gamble. fucking go gamble. I was like, no, nah, I want to go home. I want to go let my dog out and shit yeah. like that. But now, dude, I love that whole area. I was down there. Um, Manny fought down there uh, at the Rosemont arena and, it was me, Cassidy. Yep, we were there. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And we yeah. all went out afterwards, dude. <laughs> dude, I got lights out. Thank God I got a fucking hotel room there because I was just fucking smoked, bro.
1: Man, that was a while ago.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and that was, yeah, I want to say it's three or four years ago because I was still working in Chicago at the time. So yep. I think the Silk downtown's been open for two years now. It was two years in May. Mm-hmm. It'll be three this upcoming May. So yeah, that had to be at least four, year, four ago because I was still working in Chicago at the time. Nice. But yeah, dude, that whole area is really nice. They have that indoor, um, like free fall place. I forgot what it's called, but you can the, like the skydiving. Yes, the I indoor to, skydiving. I want
1: to do it so bad. You yeah, know what, dude? Good. I'm down.
0: After you get done with your fight, we should just take a road trip down there and we go should. do it. Brandon, you down too? You want to go? Want to do some indoor skydiving? Hell yeah! All right, we're gonna I, do. I some would in- never
1: skydive in person, like real life, but I'll jump in
0: there. I'll try that. I was supposed to do it two or three years ago, and I was literally doing the class for it, and I was waiting like yeah. so. Um, it's like in Kenosha and you go down and you sign up. And I actually, the reason why I got a deal on it was because I made a bet with my friend Chicago, Nick, who was just up here. You met him the last time when he was up here, when you came out for the fights. Um, he's the dude that does, uh, the personal training down in Chicago. Okay. Hence the name Chicago, Nick. Um, I made a bet. He was that Mike ill will Mike will. He's a 155er, he was fighting Charles Alvera. Okay. And he was like, he's like dude he's like will's going to going to fucking kill overa i was like fuck <laughs> that dude i was like overa's going to take him i was like and it had something to do with the fact that i was just like i was like dude i was like that dude was a handful for anthony i was like and i think anthony could beat mike will like easily i was like so i was like olivera's going to stomp him and he was just like oh we'll see so we made a 50 dollar bet on it and i was nice. like i think it was a give me like odds were pretty even and he was like, he's like, dude, I'll make you a deal. He's like, I'll put 50 bucks towards your first skydiving thing. And I was like, all right, cool. So I won and he got me a gift certificate. And I was like, cool. So I ended up going down there and I took the class and you literally just sit in a room for five minutes. You watch a video and they're like, yeah, you are gonna be tandem jumping with someone else. You're basically strapped to someone. You jump out the plane with them. And I was like, all right, I'm cool with this. Um, at the time, our grandfather was pretty sick and I think he had just went into the hospital and my mom had ended up calling me and she was just like, he just passed away. And I was like, I'm not jumping off a plane today. And I ended up like turning around, going back yeah. home and shit like that. And I was just like, I ended up meeting up with my mom and, and talking to her for a bit. And I was just like, I was like, yeah, I was getting ready to go skydive. And she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was like, no, that's cool. I was like, we'll do it another time. And so what they did was they gave me a slip and they're like, hey, when you want to come back, bring the slip in. We'll get chance good for like two years. I was like, "All right, cool." It must have flown out the window. It's just gone. It's just gone. I had no idea what Somebody happened. Somebody else it. used it. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> shit happens, dude. <laughs> you All ever right. seen
1: that skydiving porn? What? Yeah, it's like, like where they.
0: <laughs> I don't even know. You I, have my interest. I, I, Go I ahead. Just,
1: I, I kind of heard about it. I never heard about I it. I never
0: looked it, it up o- or anything. <laughs> Open your browser. You lying, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so walk me through this is it one of those where they're tandem and he's just like fucking just banging I guess or...
1: I guess they're just doing it and then like like right when they're about to come they're just they just fucking throw themselves out of the plane I don't
0: <laughs> what in the fuck
1: yeah like listen
0: I'm not gonna lie dude I've seen and been through some freaky shit in my short period on this earth I have never thought you know what would be really cool I'm gonna fuck on this plane and I'm going to jump out of it. Never. <laughs> never, ever, ever cross my mind. And at some point, you got to question yourself, what the fuck is wrong with me that I think this is a good idea? Let alone if. let some Dude, what the fuck are the safety issues for trying to film that shit, dude? Right. You, you're jumping out of a plane, but... Wait, are they butt naked when they jump yes, out too? Yes, yes. Dude, it's like 30 degrees up there. There's got to be like shrinkage. And no, that is a hell no for me. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I got that. Listen, dude, I got that schmedium dick. I'm like, no, dude, <laughs> hell no. You put me in thirty degrees and fucking five thousand like feet of altitude, uh uh-uh. uh, because it, it it can be ninety degrees on the ground. It's but it's
1: cold up there. Exactly. Yeah,
0: I could see that. My waves will be like up in my throat. I'm like, <laughs> hey Jordan, I'm jumping out of a plane. Uh, it cold as fuck yeah. up here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: god, dude, did you watch the fights last night? I didn't, but I always, I, dude, I. Yeah, I've been fighting for so long. Like, I, I didn't even realize I've been fighting since I was eighteen, and I'm thirty one. So like, I've just been I just got after a while. I don't really watch the fights. I like to like if it's Anthony or somebody from the teams fighting, mm-hmm. I'll watch. But other than that, I'll watch like that fight and then I'll leave. Or like I showed up to the fight night. Yeah. And, then, and I was like, cool. Like if you your friend invites me out, I'll go out and I'll watch yeah. the fights. But other than that, I don't really watch fights. But I do like to watch like uh, Instagram, like ESPN uh, MMA. And yeah. uh, watch like the highlights and stuff.
0: So it was a, uh, it was kind of a you know without that that Volkanovski, um, Ortega fight. It, they took that fight off. That yeah, was supposed uh, to be that fight. Volkanovski, Volkanovski got COVID. There's oh. a bunch of them got. Um, there's a bunch of them that got canceled. Ronda Marcos. I know that. There, so I always get really interested whenever there's one 15ers on the card because I always watch it like Callie and I watch them pretty religiously whenever there's someone in her division fighting. Yeah. Uh so Ronda Marcos was supposed to fight, uh Jessica Penne was supposed to fight. Um Hannah Goldie was supposed to fight Penne, but Goldie tested positive for COVID. Marcos uh was removed due to, due to COVID. Um and then William Knight was supposed to fight Menafield and then Mennefield, they just ended up giving Menafield a new uh a new opponent. Last minute, but yeah, it was a pretty good card. Um Woodley actually came out. I didn't see the that fight, but yeah, I saw the results. He ca- oh, damn, he came out swinging, dude. And and to be honest, man, it was one of those I had said going like Chicago Nick and I were talking about. It, and I said like, dude, he's got to come out fucking swinging for whatever reason he wasn't getting started, and it just seemed like he was just taking a beating, especially in that Covington fight. I think yeah. he only got off like eighteen punches in five rounds. Mm-hmm. So I was just like. I want to see him come out. I want to see him be explosive and he was. Like he came out swinging right away. Him and Luke went up against the fence and uh they were they were going back and forth for a little while and then at one point Woodley was just fucking swinging for the fences and he cracked Luke and it looked like it was going to start beginning, start to be the beginning of the end for Luke and Woodley fucking jumped on it and then he got cracked with a right hand right behind the ear and his legs went stiff, and he just backed up against the fence to try and get his, his wits about him. Luke saw it, smelled the blood and the water, and went after him, and then eventually he, he just realized that Woodley wasn't going to go down, and somehow they ended up on the ground, and I think it was just one of those. Luke went for um, a darts choke, and I, I'd said, I was like, dude, I'm like, I think that's in already, and as soon as his arm got across, and he got that back, and Woodley was up against the fence, so he didn't really have any room to really escape, and Luke just fucking... He didn't choke him out, but Woodley ended up tapping. Um, it sucks because he's a, you know, he's someone that trained at the gym for fucking ever, and I want to see him do well. And I want, I was hoping this is gonna be the start for him to come back. Cause I'm a big fan of his. He won me a lot of money when he fucking knocked out Lawler, dude. Plus, oh, he's yeah. a, dude, he's a good dude at the gym, dude. He's yeah. good energy. He, you know, he talks to everyone, he, you know, and he coaches through like pro practice. You know, he mm-hmm. talks with guys that are younger, and he's like, you know, this, you know, you're doing this, do this instead. Yeah. Um, he's a lot like Manny in that sense And I just want I really wanted to see him to, to start making his comeback But I don't know man Uh, The UFC It's been cutting a lot of Fucking high payroll guys lately So I'm hoping they keep them But Dude they cut JDS They cut fucking Overeem yeah. and shit like that <clears throat> And they're I get it, but it's just one of those that you know. Those are staples for me. Whenever those guys are fighting, like, yeah. especially JDS, dude, I loved watching JDS. That war between him and Cain Velasquez was fucking amazing. It's hard getting in the UFC, and it's hard staying in the UFC, and that's why, like,
1: I just remember like uh, the one fight, my last, not this last fight, but the fight before that when when the guy got pulled out or no TJ, so I won but even before that uh basically it was like shit this is my last fight if i lose this fight i'm gone mm-hmm. like it's just that's the only thing that kept going through my mind and uh i just i'm just like fuck so the guy didn't make weight i guess the next fight after my my win and basically they gave me a one fight contract and they basically they're like we're not going to resign you so i was just like you know i'm sitting here like fuck you know mm-hmm. and uh then the guy didn't make weight and then they're like, "Oh yeah, we'll give you another four fights," <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Cool." So I made weight, and I was professional about it. And I'm like, "Dude, somebody's fucking looking out for me or something." Yeah. And uh, that's just been another motivation behind it. Is like, man, I got lucky, so I have three more fights left on my contract with the UFC. Um, unfortunately, I lost that one against Yusuf and I, dude, the another guy didn't make or no, the, another he didn't make weight or he couldn't fight, so Yusuf came in. Uh however, like a week later, I had to cut weight twice back to back so yeah, I, I remember I, that I cut over forty pounds in two weeks. It's just like I couldn't do it. and so my body I felt good the first round in the second third round I my body was just like it gave up yeah, and I was just like, fuck. So um, I just think from here on out, like moving forward i I feel pretty confident and very good about like how things are gonna go, especially because I got the weight cut down. Yeah. so what do you walk around at these days? Uh, I was walking around at 170, 175, mm-hmm. but I started like cutting down So now I'm 160, 165ish, but like mostly 160. So. And that's
0: where you start your weight cut at when you when you go into fight week So or?
1: this last fight I was seven, 170, like 171 and I started cutting down and mm-hmm. I've been walking around at 160 for the last couple, like month. Okay. So that's so my weight's like real low, but I feel good here. So I'm going to stay here after this. I'm I'm getting older. I can't, I'm not 18 yeah. anymore. I can't get punched in the gut or punched in the face and then pop right back up. Now I'm like, fuck, dude, you hit me hard. <laughs> I'll pop back up. Yeah, I'll be like, oh, you know, I'll get up and shake it off a little bit. You know what? I'm going to go stand over there for like one round, <laughs> you know, and then, and then I'm like, cool, let's, let's keep
0: going. So yeah. I, uh, you know, the, the couple of jujitsu tournaments I did, the first one I did, I remember when I was cutting weight and I didn't know like where my weight was going to be. Um, shout out to Jen Deacristo. She was the one that she was like, you should do, you should do a jujitsu competition. Yeah. She's like, you're getting good. And I was like, mm. I didn't think I was there. I think I was like a one stripe white belt and some shit like that. I was like, ah, oh, dude, I haven't cut weight since fucking high school. I was like, all right, let's see how this goes. And I ended up, uh, I was two thirty five on uh, new year's day. And I ended up cutting to one eighty five, I think in four weeks damn um but i was 30 i think at the time and big yeah. shout to a, a really long time good friend of mine jorge benavente he's a a black belt over at at the time i think he was like a purple belt um, he's a black belt over at Crossover, okay. uh, Off of Mayfair Road. Um, oh, he those, took guys, over... those
1: guys are cool. I know yeah. B- uh, Bobby Bob Duffy. Yeah, dude, B- Bob Duffy and I we started Adrian Serranos together, and Justin Lemke was there. Yeah, at Adrian Serranos, and uh, yeah, Bob Duffy, man, it, he'd be like, "I'm gonna give it to you as hard as you give it." And <laughs> I was young, and I was, you know, if somebody punches me back then, I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna kill you." So I tried to come at him, and he would just lay me
0: out <laughs> every single time. <laughs> it's humbling, man. It is, man. <laughs> But um oh going back to what I was saying, so I talked to Hori about it, and he had done a bunch of tournaments already. He's like, dude, he's like, I got you. He's like, this is the routine you want to do. He's like, this is the diet you want. He goes, this is how you keep your strength up at, you know as you're losing all this weight. And I was like, all right, cool. So I think the day of, I was 197? no, no, no I had to be lower than that. I think it was like, I think it was like 191. And I cut to 185 it was pretty easy like we sat in the hot tub and they just put that makeup remover shit on you and then we sat in the hot tub Aveline, with the ta- yeah, Aveline, yeah. yeah and then I hopped out after like 45 minutes and he's like jump on the scale he's like drop your drop your shorts I was like alright drop my shorts I'm cupping my sack and I'm like I'm at 187 he's like alright puto he's like we're getting in the sauna <laughs> so <Nice. laughs> we get in the sauna and I remember I was I was getting kind of loopy and I had like I had like bluetooth headphones in and they were starting to cut out because it was hot in there. And I should have thought I should have known better. And I was like, I was like, Jorge, I was like, dude, do me a favor. I'm like, go put these in my locker. I'm like, they're overheating. I was like, take my phone. And I gave him the combination to my locker. And I was like, just throw it in there. And I like, I, re- I realized after he had already walked out of the sauna, I gave it to him backwards. I was like, oh, shit, dude. I was like, I didn't expect this to happen. So I go to open the door and it, it won't open. And I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, I'll let you out when you make weight, fucker. I was like, what (laughs) And so I can hear Jorge, like I can hear like someone out there talking with Jorge. And I was like, I'm, I'm trying to explain to Jorge. I'm like, yo, dude, I'm like, I gave you the combination backwards. It's actually the other way around. And I can hear Jorge talking to someone out there. He goes, you hear that? He's still pounding on the fucking door. He's still alive. He's got weight to make. So he must have been talking to someone at Gold's. And they're yeah. like, you can't do that. He's like, he's still pounding on the door. He's alive, bitch. Don't worry about it. Don't fucking worry about it. Dude. dude, I tell that story still, and I fucking still laugh about it. I was like, son of a bitch. I remember like the last pound I had to make was just rough. I remember my my arms were like curling in because I was so oh dehydrated. And he was like, dude, he's like, when he, he's like you're going to get in the shower. He's like, you're going to want to drink the water. He's like turn your back away from the shower head he like just rinse off he's like we'll go throw you on the scale and he goes he goes i promise i'll give you like a coconut water whatever the fuck you want after you make weight i was like oh, all right man. dude yeah. <laughs> but yeah uh after that like it was a lot easier like i i pretty much just stayed at like 195 and then that week i would lose like four or five pounds and then like i just sweat out the last five pounds i was like I was i'm golden day. but yeah dude making weight fucking sucks
1: yeah, I t- I, you know what? I've been doing it for so long now that it's it's not as bad as it used to be. Like, I used to just dread it. I call it Hell Week. Mm-hmm. So, like, my Hell Week is coming up pretty soon, and, like, that's pretty much tomorrow, starting yeah. tomorrow. So I've been sitting at, like, 160 this week. I'm going to be- go from 160 i'm doing it a little bit different i'm doing it how i used to do it Mm -hmm. which i would make weight and i don't need to jump in a sauna or steam room i feel like i like i tried it doing it the way the ufc taught me with the water loading yeah but i do it where i just won't eat eat anything and i'll eat very little so i'll go through like a calorie deficit and then but i'll continue to drink water and keep drinking water and a p i love a light popsicles and then basically, um, so this week I'll be 160 tomorrow, 158, 159 tomorrow. And then on Saturday, I want to wake up at 151. And then I want to maintain between 151 and 155 from Saturday till about Tuesday when I leave. And then when I show up at the UFC over there, I'll
0: probably literally I'll probably already be on weight. So so it what do won't you do for bad. your water load then? Are you doing like a gallon a day and then day of or the day before doing, Like a half or what do you do? I
1: I was doing like two gallons for like a couple days, then one gallon and then dropping down to like the eight ounces, Mm -hmm. which is, I mean, that's all right, but like, I don't, I don't even want to do that. Like, I don't, I I feel, um, how do you say, I feel good, but at the same time, I just, I just went back to the way I was winning. I I went back. I wanted to go back to the way I was doing things when I was winning. Mm -hmm. If I was winning and I was miserable and I was angry and I wanted to fucking rip everybody's head off, then, like, that was helping me win. When I'm hydrated and, oh, yeah, I'm so happy. I'm in the UFC and blah, blah, blah. That's cool. But guess what? I'm not fucking angry. I'm not in the fucking the headspace i don't want to rip anybody's head off i'm fully hydrated i'm not i'm thinking clear because i'm hydrated no i want to be delusional i want to be almost like dude he's lost his mind like i'm in a desert and i'm like uh i need money like i want to be (laughs) like like that and that's the jordan that's the native psycho that's the psycho hammer that's the person that um that won the money. That yeah. did. That got the job done. And my mom says, "Man, you need to fight how you used to rip a guy's head off for two hundred dollars. Now you're out there and you can't even do that. You get paid way I said, "Oh shit, that's, that's horrible." <laughs> you're right. You're right. So, well, do you,
0: do you feel there's a difference between you know when you're making two hundred dollars a fight and you're making you know twenty grand a fight? Is it is it a difference where it's the struggles not there, or, or is it just like? you know what the struggles there it's just different and in saying more
1: the when people used to say yeah more money more problems that's so thats biggie real. that's right
0: there dude that's that
1: painting dude yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's dude that's that's the realest thing i've ever heard and i never understood until i made a little bit more money and people oh yeah you got money oh you got money now you're this no i don't uh, you gotta pay taxes, you gotta pay percentages to people, you gotta do this, my baby mama, she thinks I'm fucking rich or whatever, so she gets me in court, no, no, it doesn't work that way she sees my finances now, she's like, oh shit <laughs> I said, yeah you know, so,
0: like I'm trying to get there give, me, give me a minute, <laughs> yeah give me a minute, I'm
1: trying, so it's just, uh, you know, I just think that I was, uh, I worked so hard to get to the UFC and I worked so long to get there, mm-hmm. that when I made it I'm oh, not gonna lie, I was like oh, like almost like a relief, like I made it, you know, but I let off the gas. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, man, this was so hard. I went and fixed my body. My body's all busted up. Well, not it's, it's, it has its little here and there, you know, it's busted up, but I fixed most of it and I feel better now. And, um, yeah, I think it's just time to like literally step down and just be me out there, you know? Yeah. So my mom was right. I have not been myself when I'm out there. I'm I'm trying to be too careful. Oh, oh if I lose or, oh, if I do this, I'm going to do it wrong. No, I just need to go out there and punch a motherfucker in the face and rip his head off and, and smile about it and love it. Because I, I do, dude. I have a lot of fun when I hit people and when I fight. Mm-hmm. I have so much fun. Um, and I love it. I forget that I'm even making money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just want to get back to
0: that, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough, man. It's, you know... People lose their motivations or like, I, I, I kind of get what you're saying. There's that sigh of relief. Um, I was just talking about this with Callie the other day. I was like, you know, there was a point where in my career, as far as a DJ went, that I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, I was playing with Kid Rock. I was working with Tommy Lee. I was playing with huge artists and shit like that. And it was great. Like I was I was able to go to my family. I'm like, yeah, I've been doing this, I've been doing that, so on and so forth. Yeah. And everyone's real cool about it. Like everyone was just kind of like casual, like, oh yeah, yeah, I mean, some of my family members were like, yo, dude, I saw that that video of you and, and so on and so forth, or I saw the photos of you. And uh it's tough, man, when when you when you have to take a step down when you go from here to here and having to have those same conversations, it's it's fucking weird. And yeah. it's hard too. It's it's anxiety. It's 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 one of those that, like, I remember I had said, I was like, I was anxious about seeing my family because I didn't want to answer the questions about, oh, why aren't you working with this person anymore? Why aren't you yeah. working with that person anymore? And it's tough, dude. You you can't, I'm not lecturing you. No. What no. I am saying is, is from personal experience, what I should have been doing is I should have been working harder. I yeah. should have been, I should have been sitting in the studio doing even more work, Yeah. working on even like, what can I do with this routine? Oh, uh, what can I do with you know? This kind of sounds like that. I should have been going through more music and and working on enhancing what I was doing even more. And it's it's crazy because I don't I don't really think I'm that explosive of a DJ per se. Like I know I can throw a party, but I don't. I'll sit here and cut like I'm not like a old school DJ AM who's yeah. cutting into records and shit like that. I'll blend shit and I'll keep going and shit like that. But yeah, yeah man, it's it's tough. And then getting unmotivated like all through COVID dude. I haven't been DJing. So I'm yeah. just like, I have people that will hit me up and be like, can you do this last minute? And I'm like, you know, it's tough. I don't want to do it without a crowd. I don't want to like, I don't want to do like, it's not without a crowd, but no dance floor, not yeah. having that energy to feed off of. Actually, you it's know what, hard. that yeah. kind of brings me into a good question. You fought with this empty state, like the, at the apex Center with no yeah. crowd in there. Is that different for you? Is it- yeah, it is.
1: It is. It's nice cause you can hear everybody and it's like, cool, whatever. But dude, I get excited. Like I just always remember like my UFC debuts here in Milwaukee against Danigue. Dan is fucking murdering people now. And, yeah, he's and, top and, ten,
0: dude. Yeah, I saw that on your record. I was like, dude, he fought Ige back in the day. I was like, god damn, that's a killer.
1: Yeah, I'm just like, uh, And then uh, that's just depressing. I want to circle back around to him too, but I need to win. But uh, I just remember, yeah, hearing everybody like when I did something, I'm like, oh yeah, like I am doing something right. I'm doing something right. I just need to keep keep doing that and kind of circling around to what you were saying, like. Dude, I, uh, I was, I was so, like, there was a short period of time where I wanted to prove myself to everybody because, uh, I felt like if I didn't make it to the UFC, like, I had failed, like, you know, like, I am a complete failure and, you know, I put all my time into this thing and, uh, it's just, you know, just, oh, hey, what are you doing 10 years later? And it's like, you know, yeah, are you still fighting? And. I talked to some people before the UFC and that's kind of like how they talked to me and I think it it's like I don't think they meant to like hurt my feelings or meant to like like be like that with me
0: mm-hmm. but
1: it's like I could see it in the way they talked to me and the tone of their voice like oh yeah you still doing that you you still doing that fighting like as if I was like a joke mm-hmm. and it offended me but I never said anything and I was kind of like okay whatever cool and then when I got signed to the UFC, you know, the same people, oh, man, we knew you were going to make it. Did you? Did you know I was going to make it? Because it didn't seem like you. You know what I mean? Yeah. You said you, you were treating me kind of funny, but it's okay. I'm not going to sit here and rub it in anybody's face. Um, I just had to let, at least over the last six months, even over the last year, I needed to let go of that. I'm not trying to prove myself to anybody. I'm trying to prove myself to me. I have my son. I have... You know, I'm sorry. I get super emotional about that. It's all good, dude. Dude, I'm like... I'm not trying to prove myself to anybody. I just need to, like, go out there and fucking be me and uh, have fun, you know?
0: There's there's a couple of things that, with what you said, makes me think of. Number one, I've... I've too had. I've been Oof. in that situation. You good? Yeah. Okay. Man, I'm sorry. I'm like. No, oh, no. It's all good, man. It's all good. This is a safe place for you to talk, man. I've been in the same place where you've had people. I've had people come up to me and be like, "I'll, I'll like a high school reunion." And they're like, "Dude, you're still DJing?" I'm like, "Yeah, dude. I'm really good at it. And like, I've made yeah. a lot of money off of it. I've got to see a lot of this world on other people's money, and yeah. it, and it's great. I've had a lot of free vacations. I have amazing fucking stories." but there's that weird thing where people are going to talk about you the same people that talk shit about you are going to talk about how they met you when you're really successful and the people that doubt you i always thought success will be my best revenge so when i was doing things that like i thought that were spectacular in my career i was you know i was working with people from uh, playboy.com or uh, playboy tv yeah. i was working with Kid Rock, I was working with Tommy Lee. I was doing all these events. I was fuck. I was opening for two live crew. All this shit that I was yeah. doing, I would turn around and be like, "That's my revenge right there." Every time there was yeah. another step, that I was like, "That's my revenge right there." For everyone that said shit, that fucking doubted me, I was like, "There you go, <laughs> fucking <laughs> like fuck you." I did it, yeah. and and, that, and that's what it is, dude. Is that it's it's the same fucking mindset. Is that you got to have kind of a chip on your shoulder. You got it. You got to have that, that dude. Uh, I'm thinking of a uh, puff daddy when he had that, that, um, that campaign for voter die, winner die, winner die. Yeah. Just, you know, that's, that's the way I was looking at it. Ugh. And there was so much shit that I was chasing. Um, but at the same time, like, Dude, it was so much fun the, the ride's amazing yeah but you got to enjoy it too you i got to enjoy it
1: i think there's this like and and i've been thinking about it. i'm back i'm no longer emotional <laughs> you're good uh, dude you're all good well, man i think there's this like never ending you're right there's this never-ending chase and there you have to kind of step back and just be like like it's just i guess it's on you have to be content like with where you're at and you, and I feel like, uh, for me personally, like I wasn't giving myself a pat on the back for, Hey man, you did it. Hey, you made it to the UFC. Hey, you were the champion of three different orga- organizations and you defended your belt. It was never enough. It was, I won a title, a national title one month Two, two or three weeks later, I won the King of the cage title. I remember that uh, month. And then I defended the King of the Cage title back to back for like like a crazy amount of times within one year. Then I found out about my son. I got super depressed. My fiance left me. I was almost homeless. My uh Uncle Charlie died. <laughs> and uh yeah, <Ugh>, sorry. <laughs> now you're all good, dude. Don't apologize. Man. But all that stuff happened and I was still like, oh, it's not good enough. So I came back after basically not fighting for like a year and I sparred Anthony for Anthony and Paul Felder. Those are my only sparring partners for like one whole year. Yeah. And I go, okay, I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight, uh, as much as I can and I'm going to give it, you know, try my hardest. Uh, and if I don't make it about time I'm 30, then I'll just give up and I'll go get a regular job. And so basically I, uh, I fought four times in eight months. I got signed to the UFC, and then I just went from there. But still, made it to the UFC, didn't win my UFC debut, didn't win the second one, won the third one. You know what I mean? Yeah. It. I I'm, I. was never content the whole time, and I just think uh, I'm starting to get to that point where I'm like, dude, you know what? You're good. <laughs> like, relax. Like, it's not that serious, because I'd sit here and just fucking cry over stuff that, like, I'm like, ugh. You know, it's, it means something to me. So I think, uh, yeah, I'm an emotional dude. No,
0: it's all good, <laughs> Listen, listen, safe place, all good. Let me ask you something though. When all this stuff was going on, you know, your, your uncle dying, you finding out about your son and almost being homeless. Was that, was that fuel for the fire? W- was it one of those where like you would <clears throat> like, would you wake up and would you be like, fuck, you know, it's cloudy out. It's this, I don't want to get out of bed. Or were you like. I gotta pack my bag. I gotta go into the gym. I need to fucking hit something. I yeah. Need to, I need to fuck something up. I need to. I need to destroy something, or I need to distract myself. Uh, for for me, sometimes when I'm going through shit, like uh, thinking about what I'm doing, like sparring, sparring is probably the best one. Where yeah. I'm not thinking about what's going on in my life. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about Ryan Mueller and his fucking tall ass motherfucker, <laughs> six four. <laughs> He he weighs as much as I do yeah. and I think about well I got to hit his body to get his get him to put his hand down so I can crack him in the head or yeah. you know that's the shit I'm thinking about yeah. Is it the same for you man
1: You know what I just wanted to to I wanted to just fight everybody I think the biggest thing for me is I remember uh you know I at one point uh I was kicked out of Rufus Sport at one point and this is way this is back way back then and I was kind of hopping around, and I just remember after, literally, I texted Duke uh, the night after my, my Uncle Charlie died, and I, I don't even think he knew. I just texted him, hey, you know, uh, you're right about me. Um, I don't train enough, I'm, you know, and I, I apologized to him. And I said, uh, you know, I'll, I'll change things. And he texted me back, and he said, okay, I'll see you on Monday. And I said, okay, cool. So I, you know, I came in and I just remember thinking, uh, I was, uh, what was I? I was, huh, I was one in three as a pro. And I just remember being like, dude, what, like, what was wrong with me? Cause I was so good as an amateur. And I was like, what the fuck's wrong with me? You know, like what's going on. And to be honest, I was afraid of, I was afraid of like Anthony and I was afraid of, uh, I guess I was just, I I asked myself, I was like, you know, why, what am I afraid of? And I was like, what am I afraid of getting hit by, by Anthony? Am I afraid of getting hit by these guys that are good? Eric Koch was there. Mm -hmm. Um, am I afraid? And I just remember after, uh, my little Charlie died, I was like, I was like, I just, I want, I wanted somebody to hit me. I want, dude, I wanted to like get hit. I wanted to feel something. And then I was just like, fuck it. And I just went in there and I was like, I'm going to spar Anthony as much as I can. And I said, fuck it, I'm going to go fight. I'm going to fight everybody. And uh, and yeah,
0: so that's... That's yeah. a couple of years ago when Eric was there. And at that time, dude, it was a fucking murderer's row of like yep. 45ers, 55ers, Manny. Fucking all those dudes were all coming up. And Anthony was at his fucking peak at the time, dude. And honestly, Paul Felder, too. That dude's a fucking tough motherfucker to fucking train with, too. You know, yeah. you got you got through all those guys and you absorbed all that knowledge. Dude, you can go in there. And you can do fucking anything, man. Yeah,
1: yeah, dude. I I believe it, and you know it's nice being with Manny and and being around Sergio and being around Anthony and being around all these like positive people. And you know Manny even the other day, and even Rafi on Stotts, dude. They're like, dude, you're you're a ba-. they're telling me this. That you're a bad motherfucker when you go and you just do, you just go. And I don't think they realize like how much that means to me. And I'm like, man, like or. I saw I was grocery shopping and somebody recognized me. Like people recognize me in Vegas now, which is like really weird to me. And mm-hmm. uh they're like, man, you are so oh man, I saw you some people like follow my fights from like, you know, six years ago and I'm like, yeah. That's fucking cool. And in my head they're probably looking like, Oh, you know, from the way they're treating me I'm like, they're like, Oh, Jordan, oh native psycho, whatever and in my head I'm like, Man, you're like fucking awesome like
0: <laughs> it's weird isn't it yeah like, like when people come up to you shit. like they know they know your <laughs> shit and you know nothing about them and they're and they know they know what you've done in your career yeah they know what you've done so on and so forth and they can recite shit to you and you're like i have no idea who the fuck you are and it's yeah. it's extremely weird when it's so there's <clears throat> in the microcosm that is social media there's your local social media and there's everything outside of that there are people that will that will hit you up and they'll, you'll see like the random like, add me as a friend, so on and so forth. <clears throat> I don't know who the fuck they are, but I'm like, uh, I'm the older I've gotten, I I keep my circle a little bit tighter now. Yeah, but it's weird when you go out and people are like dude, it's you. And I'm like, yeah, it's just me. You want to do a shot with me? Whatever. And they're like, yeah. no, dude, like I heard that mix that you did or you posted this live set so on and so forth or yeah. or the really weird one now is like people will come up and they'll be like, dude, I'm watching your podcast. Like, dude, you're, you're doing That's really cool. well. Like you sound real professional or um, I get a lot of feedback on that. And it's weird because it's strangers now where like before a it's lot tight. of this. Yeah. And it's <laughs> just like it's crazy to me. Um Hell yeah. But having people come up to you is just it's it's weird. It's. I remember um, when, I was a, when I was a lot younger, I didn't handle it really well, like especially when I was out. I would drink a lot. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I drank a lot to begin with, but as soon as it got to that point of where it was uncomfortable, this was my crutch. This was a vodka soda. And I was just like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would always keep my drink between me and whoever else because I was just so uncomfortable, where people are asking you shit about yourself, like what was it like to work with so-and-so and and all this other shit, and I'm like, oh, fucking Bob's cool, I introduced him to his girlfriend and they're like, that's so fucking crazy I'm like, they've been together for like a year and a half now I'm like, I don't know, dude, I was like, (laughs) I I don't see her anymore, I was like, I I worked with him once so on and so forth, and it's weird, man it's just fucking weird, but I always just try and be cool with everyone Uh, I always just, you know it's weird, it's you, you can't explain it to people that that don't experience it. It's just weird that people can come up, know exactly what's going mm. on and you try and move on from it. But it's also mm. one of those cool things where it's like, it's positive reinforcement where you're like, I'm doing something right. shit, yeah. dude. Like my mom will tell me stories. I don't know if you get the same thing from your mom. Like my mom will come up and tell me, she's like, Oh, I ran to so-and-so like, cause my mom yeah. still lives in Oak Creek. It's yeah. like, I ran to so-and-so they went to high school with you. She was asking all these questions about like, are you still writing? Are you still doing music and all this other shit? And I was like, Holy fuck, I haven't seen that person in 20 some fucking years. I was like, they're still fucking they still know that that's what I was doing. I was like, god damn, dude, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Excuse me. But yeah, dude, it's it's nuts. Does your your parents or your family ever get shit like that?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, all the time. Like my mom, my mom is, you know, my biggest fan and yeah, so she'll talk. Like, your mom's tell cool me. as fuck, by the way, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's always down to down to clown, down to party. Hell yeah, dude. You met her at, uh, what, Taylor's? Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I was like,
0: are you Mama Griff? I was like, come here, let me get a big hug. Uh, and nobody knows
1: it's my mom because she, I mean, me and her don't look anything alike, really. But you introduced like, me, so I
0: was, like, I was yeah. like, come here, Mama Griff. I'm like,
1: this is my mom. They're like, oh my God, that's your mom? Like, people used to, like, ask if I was adopted and stuff. I was like, no, dude, this is, like, my mom. This is my mom. Like yeah. <laughs> So... But yeah, she's cool, and you know, uh, she's always supported like my fighting. My whole family's been very supportive, and you know, I can't I can't complain.
0: So when let me ask you something, uh, I never asked you this before. When you were doing King of the Cage, that stuff's usually on a reservation, right? Yep. So w- was so your mom's the Native American one of the family, correct?
1: Yeah. So my mom's Native American and Mexican. She's half Oneida and half Ojibwe. Okay. And they're from, and then my grandmother's full-blooded, uh, full-blooded, she's full-blooded native. And my grandfather's full-blooded Mexican.
0: So did they ever have anything on any of the reservations that were tied to you or was it stuff that they came out for when it was on the reservation? Oh, I've, like that?
1: S- I've said it before. So the one time this is, uh, this is literally actually, this is the first fight after like literally after my uncle Charlie died. And, uh, I was like, fuck it. Um, I got a call. It was if, I swear to God, it, it, there's some things that happen in my life that I'm like, somebody's looking out for me um because things just happen and like it just doesn't make any sense to me. So I literally, I'm laying on the cr- couch being sad and it's like maybe, what is it? It's like maybe three in the morning, cool. I get a call from my cousin Drew. My uncle Charlie died. All that stuff happened that day. And then literally maybe two days later, I get a call from a guy, a promoter, a random promoter. And he's like, Hey, you want to fight? And I was late on my rent. So, like, I was like, uh, yeah, sure, I'll take the fight. Where is it? You know, this, this, and that. And I was literally getting evicted, so I was just paying my rent and then, you know, going to end up leaving, you mm-hmm. know, a couple weeks later. So, basically, uh, I take the fight. The guy goes, it's on Bad River, in uh, Bad River Van. I said, holy shit, that's my tribe.
0: Oh, shit, dude. I
1: said, he goes, really? I go, yeah. I said, cool, well, I'll show up and I'll fight. I showed up and I made weight. I was not on weight. He didn't even care, and he was like, "Yeah, here goes nine hundred, nine hundred. You make eighteen hundred dollars if you win this fight." I said, "Okay, sounds good." He said, "Take it easy on this guy. This guy has a family. You know, just take it easy. He's willing to jump in there last minute with you. We just need this show to be great." We were in the main. It was my first time doing a main event ever, mm-hmm. and I think I don't even know what my record was. It wasn't good though. And uh, so basically, I fought the guy, and uh, I found out later that he was my cousin. And that, like, he was like my older cousin, and that uh, he had, last time he had seen me, I was like, you know, small. Oh shit! And uh, I go out there and I kick, you know, I broke his nose, oh. and I submitted him pretty fast. And uh, but you know, we were cool after, and yeah, it was so funny <laughs> though. Like, I had like other cousins and shit. Like, yeah, whoop his ass. Yeah, that motherfucker owes me money. Like, <laughs> 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 and I'm sitting there like, like okay. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: Shit, dude,
1: that's fucking and, awesome! Uh, yeah, I whoop his ass, and then um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That was that's that's my one time I fought on my reservation. It was against my cousin. You, you can actually see it on YouTube.
0: And at the end, they'll say these guys are related. <laughs> Wait, so did you learn that day when you came into it that you guys were related, or afterwards? I learned because we
1: were, dude. We're talking twenty-four hours. Yeah, we're talking like he. Oh, asked so you got me, the- He asked me if I wanted to fight, and it was. Wednesday or Thursday and I was fighting Friday or Friday or Saturday oh, shit So I got my shit up it, like I said it was like a godsend. I was like, yeah. dude I don't know how the fuck I'm gonna make this money I just got fired from my job off some really stupid shit and I was like fuck and my car broke down, too So I had had somebody dude. It was bad a lot of shit hit me at one time I was like dude, Damn. this shit is not like no. I don't know what the fuck's going on So when I got that call, I was like let's go when is the fight thinking I got some time he was, oh, it's Saturday. I said, <laughs> like, boom. I guess I'm I'm going to go. And then uh, I found out maybe, you know, let's just say it happened on like a Thursday or it happened on like a Wednesday. I think Thursday I told my mom or the, and my mom's like, yeah, you're that's your cousin. You know, that's your cousin, right? I was like, oh, shit, really? They like, yeah. And so we all drove up north and we all, you know, we had the fight and it was, I don't know.
0: And then Sunday, you guys are all hanging out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: it was it was fun. I mean, dude, my the native side of my family, like everybody up north, they've been so supportive. They showed up to all of my fights that are on the res. They're in the crowd. Yeah, he's Native American, you know, because people see me and they're like, "Is he Native?" You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, and uh, and people are like, you know, kind of question, like, why is he? Why is he? You know, say he's Native and this and that. Well, it's because my grandmother. Like, I didn't know my dad really or any side of my dad's family, mm-hmm. and. Uh, my grandmother's native american i spent a lot of my time with her so she was like jordan wherever you go you know let people know that you're native american and blah 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 and so i'm sitting there and duke's like you know we should you should really start representing your roots you know let's call you and at the time it was psycho hammer and i was really like feeding into that like that mind zone like i'm gonna fucking kill somebody you know yeah and Duke's like, here, you know, let's call you Native Psycho. Let's call you Native Psycho. And so we changed it to that. And then I had won the titles and stuff like that. And all of my fights were on the res. And so my res, the family from the res, they'd all come to the res, different reservations, and they'd rep super
0: hard, so... That's fucking awesome, man. Especially when you got the the whole family and the the whole tribe behind you too. That's crazy. Your first fight in your on your uh, home tribe. You had to fight a cousin, dude. That's yeah. a, do you know what, dude? That's a really good story, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So people are like, "No fucking way." I'm like, "They're like, that doesn't sound real." I'm like, "It happened."
0: <laughs> <laughs> like whatever. Let me ask you something. What was it like doing the contender series then? Because it's it's kind of the same way it is now, where it's it's at the apex. There's no crowd. Yeah. Was it, was it the same thing where it was like, was it, was life going better for you at that point? Cause I know you had, you defended a couple of times for king of the cage and was it XFO,
1: uh, RFO, I think RFO or RFA. X- yeah. Something like that. RFO. It was something like that. It was, yeah, but they were, um, I mean, things were okay. I, I think I've hit these like weird gaps in my life up to this point where I'm like, I get this like weird look on my face And I think my mom and like everyone who's like very close to me, they kind of feel it like in the air, and I just start to act like like I have nothing to lose, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm just kind of like, yeah, we're gonna go in here and we're gonna do whatever whatever happens happens. You know what I mean? And I'd hit whenever I do hit those points though awesome shit happens because I'm just not thinking so much and you know whenever I'm whenever I'm whenever I'm thinking too much or whenever I'm not thinking too much about something great things happen whenever I'm thinking too much about something then I'm trying to be too perfect and I'm over here and I'm trying to do this it's just like it's fucking terrible no, so I'm at a point I am back to that point right now just to let everyone know everyone know <laughs> I'm back to that point where uh, whatever the fuck happens happens <laughs> so april 10th like that that's just how i am i'm just kind of like let's just go with it you know just wild the
0: fuck out dude i mean sometimes yeah. you just gotta hit that fuck it button bro yeah for sure and Just it fucking helps go, yeah go out there and it get helps. fucking wild dude so. just no fucking safety net and just be like <laughs> fuck it man whatever happens happens man yeah improvise fucking like diamond dave from uh Van Halen you gotta hit the ground running bro well my my biggest thing used to be like man and I've heard other
1: fighters say it and it was kind of like it you know I've when I heard others when I heard somebody else say it it made me feel almost better that I wasn't the only one thinking it you know what I mean I'm not crazy (laughs) you know (laughs) and it was yeah it's the end of the world if I lose it's the end oh blah 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 and um I don't want to I never want to use that as like a scapegoat like oh yeah I lo- you know it's the underworld whatever I'm gonna no. I whenever I step in the cage I want to go win I want to fucking beat the shit out of somebody I want to feel great about myself I want it you know I want everything that all other fighters want but at the end of the day I think um again it just circles back around to like I can't be so hard on myself I need to, like, relax and, like, at least, you know, don't be so, like, if I lose this fight, my life's over. Like, <laughs> i just done. And I think when I really started to realize that, like, the tension, and you know, in here and the tension all around me kind of went down. Yeah. And it's great. It's a
0: great feeling, you know, so. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Actually, you know, that whole card spray stack, Darren Till. Uh, I think Darren it's Till's on, on that? Yeah, 185. And then I saw you got Mackenzie Dern she's on that one is she yeah she's fighting nina anna Ansel, and hands off and mike perry's on that one too do you got a pretty stacked card dude mike perry's the shit man i like him that's a wild motherfucker too dude
1: Do i like him he's cool he's cool in person too like i talked to him i was like dude i'm a fan he's like thanks man thank dude, you that, you want to talk <laughs> about
0: wild motherfuckers i remember uh so they had just started doing the apex fights after covid and like for whatever reason i've taking notice where I was like, there's some fucking hot blonde chick that's always in his corner. She looks like the chick from, um, not Lord of the Rings. Random, what the hell is the name of that show on HBO with the fucking dragon? Uh, the fucking uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this chick look like the fucking, the Mother of Dragons. I was like, yeah, she looks like Khaleesi. <laughs> Fuck, random knows that shit for sure though. No. I asked <laughs> he, him a question about hey, you. Hey, he said <laughs> the name. <laughs> he turned around.
1: He turned around fast as hell. He said the name. What's her name? Khaleesi?
0: Really? Yeah, uh, shaking the whole title. Mother Dude, hey her man, her you got a playing fucking playing microphone playing. for a her, reason. Her, na- her name's her name's <laughs> Ka- her name's Khaleesi. Yeah, Khaleesi. Or uh, Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah, Daenerys.
1: Car- this was you. You. Khaleesi. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I know that bitch. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I know her really well.
0: So damn. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, his girlfriend looks like the fucking mother of dragons, Khaleesi, and I was like, I was like, oh, you got a bad bitch in your corner. And all of a sudden, I was like, did she dye her hair? What the fuck? Because he, sh- he showed up with some brunette. And they're yeah. like, yeah, that's his new corner. That's his new chick. It's and I was like, girlfriend. "I was like, shut the fuck bro, up. She's was was like, over
1: there holding pads and everything, like A for effort.
0: Dude, that's a bad bitch contest. She got first place, dude. You're holding for fucking Perry. That chick looks like she's 100 pounds soaking wet.
1: She's tiny. She's real tiny.
0: Dude, she's going to be holding pads like this, bro. Like, yeah. I
1: got you, baby. Uh, <laughs> 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 hey, that's fight, though. That is cool shit. <laughs> dude, I remember
0: watching that fight, and I was like, And they cut to commercial after the first round. And I was like, dude, I was pissed. I was like, I wanted to hear what the hell that bitch was saying in the corner, bro. I was like, what (laughs) kind of advice are you? So they cut back and they're like, they're like, they did like a 30 second timeout, and they came back and she was just like, you're doing really good, baby. You're doing really good. And he was just like, he's just like nodding his head and he like gets up, goes back out for the second round. I was like, if you guys cut to commercial, I'm like, I will cancel my ESPN subscription. And then she had, dude, she had a win. He won that fight. I've. I don't think it, it was Mickey Gall. I, I, I
1: saw that one, and it. Uh, no, it, he did fight Mickey Gall. Yeah, on that it one. was Mickey Gall. I was dude. They're, they're, that that just shows like just positive reinforcement. Like you don't need like you know. Obviously, it is great to have world class coaches in your corner, but sometimes, dude, when you're just in a rough fucking spot, like you just need someone to tell you you can fucking do it, and that yeah. shit's awesome. Like you're just like. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Like, <laughs> dude, if that
0: girl is in my corner. I'd fucking knock anyone out. Dude. <laughs> dude, I'd be like, Callie, just wait right here. I'm gonna go knock this motherfucker no, out. Yeah, We're going yeah. out for food after this.
1: I, I did that with uh, <laughs> my little brother, my little brother and a couple of my friends, and uh, he's like, my little brother's looking at me because nobody could come up and corner me, and this is like earlier on, mm-hmm. and he's looking at me, and he, you could tell, you could just see, like, he's so fucking afraid or he doesn't know what to say to me, and I said. Don't worry about it, man. When the ring, when the rounds over, just bring me my water and go back there. You're doing a great job. And then we go in there. He gives me the, uh, he gives me the water. We get in there, gives me the water. They call my name. I go out there. I fucking murder this dude in the first round. I come back and said, "See, it was that easy." And he just <laughs> <laughs> And he just has the cheesiest smile on his face. And I'll always remember that. My little brother's like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's fucking crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So. Oh man. So let me ask you something. Before you came to Rufus Sport, where were you at beforehand? I was at Adrian Serrano's,
1: and then I uh, went from Adrian Serrano's to Red Schaefer's. Mm-hmm. No, I think I went from, yeah, from Red. I was at Adrian Serrano's, then I was at Rufus Sport, then I was at Red Schaefer's, then I was back to Rufus Sport, and then there was a weird little point where I was just, like, floating around places, grappling random people mm-hmm. at different gyms, and, <laughs> uh, and yeah, so, and then I just ended up
0: at Rufus Sport and stayed there. You know, I've been there the whole time, so. Fucking nice, man. Yeah. Holy shit, it's 9.30 already? Is it? Damn, dude. We went. Shit. We got an hour. I think we got like at least 90 minutes in. God damn. Cut out dude.
1: all that part of me almost crying and shit. Oh. <laughs> uh, I got No! Bad, I got bad news for you,
0: homie. We were live, brother. Damn. <laughs> it'll be uh it'll be uploaded to uh YouTube afterwards. No, man, dude, don't even don't even fucking fret about it. Dude, it's it's 2021, dude. Fucking real men cry these days. All I right. I always made the joke that I was like when I was growing up, I'll, I'll tell this quick story and and we'll wrap this up and I gotta go over my notes really quick to make sure I covered everything. All but right. um I remember there was a, a funeral maybe about eight or nine years ago our our aunt Kathy had passed away and we ended up going to Sturgeon Bay for the funeral. and uh at the time m- my ex at the time we were on decent terms we weren't I don't think we were working on getting back together, but we were still pretty friends, pretty yeah. good friends at like, when she was going through shit she would call me when i was going through shit i would call her and uh she randomly texted me it was like hey how you doing and i was like not good and she calls me right away and she's like what's going on i was like my aunt passed away and i was really close with her and we always did these camping trips when when we were younger where we would go up to their um yeah. their campsite and we would we'd hang out for the weekend we had like a camper trailer where w- him and my little sister would run around and bike around and i would sit back with my aunt kathy and she would sneak me a beer uh sorry mom uh <laughs> she would sneak me a beer and we would and we would rap. we'd wrap around a campfire and shit like that and i would talk to her about the shit that was going on in my life so when she passed away i, I took it really hard mm-hmm. so she ended up coming out and jenny and i had probably about eight or nine years between us of dating on again off again and i didn't realize it until the funeral that she had never seen me cry before mm-hmm. so I start, I'm Niagara Falls at this mm-hmm. and she leans over and she goes, Hey, do you want me to go get your allergy medicine? And I went, what? <laughs> <And> <laughs> she goes, like, what? she goes, your eyes are watering up. They probably just cut the grass or something. You, do you have your allergy meds in your, in your, in your car? Yeah. And I was like, I'm fucking crying. And she's like, I've never yeah. seen you cry before. And yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm good. And she like, she's digging through her purse. She pulls out a <laughs> tissue. And I was like, God damn! I didn't really think about it that like I, would like for the longest time, I never fucking cried. Well, and it was one of those that like I felt a tear coming out, and I was like, Yeah, nope, gonna suck it back because that's just the way it was back then. And now it's like, No, man, it fucking happens, dude. It's no big yeah. deal.
1: Yeah, it's dude. It's tough because yeah, I feel like, like I feel like people and uh, society thinks that we like hey you gotta hold that shit in and for the most part it really is like that in real life yeah dude hey you lost your job Uh too fucking bad hold that shit in hey you know your, your fucking girl left you or your fiance left you your home who who the fuck cares oh somebody died huh hey man that's really rough though but no seriously you got to get back to work oh you know you can't see your kid don't worry about it you know this this and that you, you got to get back to work. We need money. Yeah. And that's how like I feel people treat men. And I think it's fucking disgusting. You know what I mean? Like we should be able to, dude, yeah, I have a kid. I love my kid. Yeah, I love my, you know, I love my uncle. Yeah, I love my family. That's why I fight so hard. Dude, if I want to cry because I lost something or because I'm broke or because I'm having a really hard time, you should just let me do it and not shame me for it. Yeah. And I think that's like, that's the most hardest thing, especially being in like for a fighter or it's hard for any man. But when you're a fighter, it's like you should be the toughest motherfucker ever. And I am I'm the I'm, I can be the first one to look into the camera and say, look, when it's time for me to be tough, dude, you could come at me with a bat and hit me in the head. And I'm going to be like, OK, motherfucker, like, let's go. But like, yeah, there's times when I just cry. I cry all the time, to be honest. So, uh, you and know, what it
0: is. the last the last good one I had, um, I had a friend, uh, Ali, that passed away about two years ago and that was that was a hard one I remember uh, I was sitting right on those stairs and I was I was kind of typing something up because I, I didn't know I didn't have I I wasn't talking to anyone about it and I kind of just typed something up so I could write it out and I'm writing and I'm just pouring tears and I mean that was probably the uh you know outside of our cousin passing away our, our cousin Ryan passed away about a oh, year year and a half that. ago but um oh my grandfather too I was yeah so I mean it happens but you know yeah. what I there's sad stuff that happens but there's also beautiful things i've seen happen where it's Mm -hmm. like you tell someone how you really feel about them and you you feel that tear coming out and you're like (laughs) like it's the fucking real deal right there
1: don't be a pussy jordan
0: (laughs) (laughs) no like when when it comes out i'm like yo that's 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 the realness that's the realness coming through for real that's the realness you know being shown and you know especially like you know, around my brother, around my girlfriend, uh, around my really close friends. I'm like, I don't give a fuck if you see me cry, dude. I'm, I'm turning 40 in 48 hours, man. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. But, <laughs> if
1: I could take a shot with you, I would. You know what? <laughs> you know what?
0: I will say something. Um, I have this amazing Japanese whiskey that Randon got me for Christmas. I still have not opened it yet. Yeah? We're going to crack into that uh, as soon as we get done with this. but. I've been I've been eyeing it up for a while. I've yeah. been waiting for the the right occasion. I was like, you know what? Tonight feels like the right one. But uh, actually, you know what, Brandon? You are are we on me or are we on Jordan? Camera wise. Uh, you. You wanna you wanna go run and grab that bottle? We can crack that open. We can do a shot on air. Sure. Do you want grab a? Do you know where the rocks glasses are? Yeah. On the, on the left side, of the top shelf. Grab two of those. Do you want one too? You sure? Okay. Yeah. So, number one, having a producer for this show is amazing because I'll be able to pull dope shit like that. Where I'm like, dude, do yeah. me a favor. Grab this. Grab that. When We're did here.
1: you start getting a producer? Like, how many shows in?
0: So, we did it right off the word go. So, okay. I had I talked to Randon about... So, Randon works at WISN. Uh, oh, okay. Really? So, he went into broadcasting. I went into broadcasting, too. He went into the TV side of it. And I went into the broadcast, like radio and stuff like that. Yeah. And... uh we had this really amazing uh, TV production studio that kind of started us out in high school. Shout out to Mr. Stock. I don't, I don't know if he's tuning in, but um, this is this is the whiskey that he got for me for Christmas, and I've been meaning oh, to. Wow. Uh, yeah, so pull that out. That's pretty cool. And I've been I've been wanting to open that for a while, but I don't drink at all. Yeah, like you
1: take like one sip, and you're like, Ugh. yeah. Well, that <laughs> that's
0: the thing, man. Is that like it's the point now where because I'm not DJing. Oh, no need for the ice, dude. Yeah, it's all good. We're just, we're just going to rip a shot. But, dude, thank you for thinking of that. Um, I, uh, I don't drink at all anymore. Like yeah. I like I said, dude, I had two beers while I was out from 7 o'clock to 1 a.m. Yeah. And then I came home and I had a beer. And I remember looking over at Cali. I was like, I'm fucking smacked. I was like, <laughs> we need to go to bed. Lightweights. Yeah, yeah dude, I'm yeah. such a fucking lightweight now. I'm
1: the now. same way now. I could go out, drink a whole bottle, be all fucked up, and then wake up and go to work the next day, yeah. and then go train too. Now, no, I'm done. I'm down for two days. Dude, two days. I used
0: to... Uh, I've talked about this in the past, where I would go out to like four or five in the morning, and then I'd get up at nine, and I'd go hit 11 a.m. classes, and then I'd do, I'd do 11 a.m. kickboxing, noon jujitsu. I'd go home and catch a nap, and then I'd go fucking DJ afterwards. Dude, that yeah. shit was... I, I can't believe I did that for so many years, where... I remember at one point, um, who the fuck was I sparring with? It was like a Friday or some shit like that. I'm going to give gonna you a take, short one. Yeah, just give me a little. Here. you a little know what? You pour because it's, it's hard for me to talk about it on the yeah, mic. Give just a little guy right there. there that's perfect.
1: Gosh. Just a little drop.
0: Like yeah. That.
1: Just so I can taste it. Ooh, it smells good. Yeah. It actually smells really good. Oh, shit. Yeah. Randon, like, good, call,
0: good call on this, man.
1: Yeah, it smells like, what is this?
0: So this is a uh this is a Japanese It's whiskey? Yeah, it's a blended whiskey.
1: Usually I'm like oh, I'm yeah, whiskey.
0: Japanese. Here. Cheers, oh. brother. Thank you for doing the podcast, cheers. brother. Thank
1: you. Thank you for having me. Sorry oh. for being so fucking late. Dude. <laughs> it happens. I was uh Oh, that goes down so smooth. Oh shit, dude. That is like that's dangerous. That's money. That
0: that might yeah. that might disappear. <laughs> that might disappear on Tuesday. I'm just giving you the heads up now. <laughs> Yeah, that's dangerous. But um <laughs> no, that's good, man. We'll we'll crack we'll crack that back open after you win your fight. <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> but um what was I gonna say? Uh you know what? Let me make sure I got everything covered. Um once again, I'm gonna remind everyone, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, like and subscribe. Uh there's no real bonus to it, but you get the updates on wherever we do stuff. I've been debating about whether or not are you are you on Reddit? No. Okay, I got, I'll got. i show you some shit afterwards. What is Reddit? Reddit is another social media, but it's a, it's like a picture and video. Okay. There's, it's not... So, like, the way Facebook is set up, you can do text, you can do pictures. It's a lot like... Um, it's an extension of 2chan, where it's, like, a lot of pictures and stuff like that. But there's different sub... What they call subreddits. Excuse me. One of them I follow is fight porn. And it's just, like, people who got their cameras out... Fights pop off and they fucking post them and shit like that. Oh. And I've debated about a long time about taking the videos from there and like putting them on screen and doing the voiceover for it and doing like actual commentary for it. Yeah. Here, hold on. Let me, let me pull one up for you real quick. Pull,
1: I got to tell you about one guy. Hopefully I can find him.
0: Oh, go ahead. Pull it up, dude. We'll do, uh, let's see. Where is it? Fight porn? There we go. Let me find a good fight really quick. I'll give you a good example. Oh, that dude just gets fucking starched. Oh, this one's fucking hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Let me find a really good one. Right Uh, here. They have the new Ghana one on here, too. God damn, Stipe just get fucking laid out, man. So this is my buddy from
1: King of the Cage. You got to follow him. His name's Steve Inman. Okay. And, dude, he just, he does, he like, he'll, he'll do, uh. (laughs)
0: Oh, oh. <laughs> send that over to me. I want to follow that guy. Is this a homie of yours?
1: Yeah, <laughs> dude, he's funny as fuck. And he just has like his videos are endless. And then he started this. Uh, he has this show that's on on prime or it's on something that's called detective jimmy apple and he uh-huh. asked me to be on it uh like a couple times and i want to go out there and, and check it out but yeah he dude he is just funny
0: dude that guy's he's, hilarious he's a funny dude i definitely <laughs> want to follow it so here i'll give you an example of fucking fight porn so they'll be like they'll be like shit like this wait wait watch this motherfucker dude he starts fucking boom Destroyed. starts <laughs> starts dancing <laughs> And then what, what, what? Boom! Oh! <laughs> Dude, this shit's the best. Oh. Dude, a shout out to my homie Ryan Parks. Dude, him and I, all we do is we send this shit back and forth to each other all fucking day. And I was like, bro, I was like, I got to do voiceovers for this shit. Because it's just fucking hilarious. But it's like, it's quick prep. What else we got on here? What's this one? Oh wait 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 we gotta we gotta rewind that one back. The slip, boom, dude these Brandon, are you getting these on camera? Yeah, I'm getting them. All right, fuck yeah. Oh this fucking dude, this dude gets all right. So this dude's he's in a tube in uh in England and he's been talking shit to all these black dudes. Just fucking lays them the fuck uh, out. Man. He was saying all this racist shit.
1: Ooh, put him, sent him back in time,
0: dude. Watch this, and he, <laughs> dude, he was singing some fucking racist ass song. So, uh, this version of the London racist incident. So, this video was initially like six minutes long, and they have like, yeah. he's singing and he's talking shit to everyone. Everyone's like, dude, no one wants to hear your fucking racist shit. And so he's fucking with these three teenagers right here, and he's like, he's talking shit. The guy's not saying anything. He's just trying to walk They're on. Like his size now, yeah. You know, blue jacket boom. boom damn sent that motherfucker to the astral plane
1: oh my god hey he threw it right by his homie's head too yeah just <laughs> like the, right around his head just hit him oh my god good thing they didn't hit him afterwards though that's good
0: yeah he was, yeah, down. He was they, down they no they're 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 telling him what's up they're like fuck you and your racist ass shit
1: Hey, are you alive? Someone actually checked him. <laughs> hey,
0: hey, y'all want to see a dead body? <laughs> Dude, oh my I, God. so listen, I got to get you on Reddit. This uh, dude, you'll spend hours watching this shit, dude. Just fucking howling. I, I'm like that on TikTok right now, actually. It's horrible, dude. I can't, do, dude, I can't do the TikTok shit, dude. It is horrible. I got hair on my chest, bro. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, I don't do anything on TikTok, but I just watch it and then I start watching it and then I'm like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't do it.
0: I was really hoping Trump was gonna ban it because I was like, fuck, dude, I don't want to have to pick up another social fucking media, <laughs> dude. I dropped Snapchat because it was just, dude, it was lame. I couldn't do it like i hate using facebook to begin with like when Mm -hmm. the when the lockdown happened um i had said i was like if i ever wasn't a dj i would delete that shit Mm -hmm. because i was like "Eh." if i don't have to promote what the fuck i'm doing yeah i was like "Ah, there's no reason for me to fucking have this it's too much negativity people are fucking fighting all the time and shit like that so it was nice to be able to just delete all of that shit Dude, I fucking love Instagram, dude. I love, dude. Number one, there are some Instagram tots on there, bro. You go to search something, they're like, we know exactly what you're into, and Uh. I'll (laughs) open it right now. It's big-breasted redheads. (laughs) Oh my god. I'll pass, dude. They're everywhere. I can't. Uh,
1: you know what? You know what? I'm not going to get myself in trouble talking about this shit.
0: <laughs> Listen, man. We might have maybe 300 viewers at most, but there's maybe five people who have actually tuned in and, like, watched yeah. the entire fucking thing. And it's usually family members of mine. that will be like, y'all talk dirty on there. <laughs> you guys got Playboy as a sponsor? Yeah, I used to fucking work for him. I don't know what to tell you. Right?
1: They- I feel like we're desensitized to, like, to, like like naked women because we worked at the, 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 you know, the strip club. Yeah. So like, I, like if I saw, like if a naked chick walked in here right now, I swear to God, I can maintain eye contact and I'd be like, Oh, what's up? You know what I mean? Because we just worked there for so long. But that first, like two weeks I worked at at the strip club, like, I think my eyes were like this big. I was just like, and then after that, I was like, dude, "Dude, it's like
0: wallpaper afterwards." Yeah,
1: these chicks are cool. They act like they act like one of the homies. Like, <laughs> dude, they're cool.
0: Dude, I've warned my friends about them, and they're like, they're "Like, dude, call some strippers. Let's, let's let's get together this party." And I was like, "Dude, these fucking girls will drink you under the fucking yep. table, bro. <laughs> Motherfucker, you won't make it out the gate. These girls are professionals. Like, For real. Th- what they do is drink you. four or five days a week, hard, hard with dudes that are like." They're like bigger, Yo. yeah. <laughs> that are like, if I say enough shit to this girl, I might be able to fuck her. That's that's the illusion, dude. And it yeah, it don't never, work. It don't work that way. <laughs> it it just don't. And but there's that overconfidence. We're like, yeah, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna flex. I'm gonna spend this amount of money, and she's gonna come do this. Nah, it ain't gonna happen. Nah. And the girls that do do that, you don't want, dude. Yeah, like because yeah, it's one of sure. those that like you do it, and the next day you're like is that ingrown hair or is that the (laughs) the fuck is this shit? Oh my God. I don't know what the fuck. I got to call my doctor. (laughs) And let me tell you something guys, not from personal experience, but if you ever have to get a test for something, it's usually not pleasant. If it's uh, a, it's a bacterial disease, gentlemen, they will stick a Q-tip into the head of your wiener and they will hit the back of your sack.
1: You want to hear a funny story?
0: Go for it. And then we'll end it. Yeah, we'll end it. Okay.
1: So, uh, when I was younger, when I
0: first started wrestling,
1: I didn't know like I'd never cut weight or anything, and I think I had cut weight too fast and the wrong way, and so I my pee started coming out really like red, like dark, oh. and I was like I thought I'd, it actually it was brown, very dark brown. I didn't even think it was it was blood or anything, but um basically I went to the doctors, I got tested for like you know I had like just lost my virginity like a couple weeks previous, and I was like. Oh my God, like I had sex. Like, is there something wrong with me? Like, and they were like, oh, yeah, we're just going to test for HIV and all this other stuff. And I was like, oh my God. And so I didn't know that if they didn't call you back, that meant everything was okay. Two weeks go by, and I'm sitting by my bed. I'm still like, 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 what's wrong with me? And I'm like, oh my God. Like this shit starts to set in. Doesn't help that I'm sitting there smoking weed like endlessly. (laughs) I'm just like, I'm fucking dying. You know what I mean? Like, and so I fucking start getting paranoid and I'm like, I fucking got I got AIDS. I got I got this, you know. And I'm like, oh my God. And so I call them. I, I left them like five messages. Finally, a nurse calls me back and goes, Mr. Griffin, you're okay. I said, What do you mean? They said, It's good that we didn't call you. I said, So you didn't call me because there was nothing wrong with me? They go, Yes. I said, Oh, I, I didn't know that. I felt so you know How so stupid. scary
0: that is! <laughs> yeah, yeah. call motherfucker.
1: But I found out later that it—I it, was pretty much—it's called revno, where you work out too much, and then your organs are kind of like slowly but surely shutting you down. Yeah, and that—that that I was like, I, I was like, damn near dying. And um, what I ended up doing is, I ended up chugging like, like, uh, like at least two gallons of water, and just. And then I started feeling better and then I found out I wasn't dying of, you know, some crazy STD. And, <laughs> and I was like, okay, everything's good. <laughs> oh, dude, those those
0: tests are fucking they're nuts, dude. And the fucking phone call's the worst where it's like a girl will call you up and be like, You gotta go get tested and I'm like, What bitch? <laughs> <laughs> like, number oh, one, we God. are done. And number two, if I see you again, we are not gonna be friendly to one another. <laughs> thankfully. Right. Thankfully. Uh, Everything's whew, exactly <laughs> you know what? I don't even know how much real this actually is. <laughs> I
1: don't even know this All is. right. So I'll, I'll share a
0: similar one. Mine's not from poking. Mine's from uh, from fucking drinking and almost put myself into renal failure. What? So I was in Vegas and I don't even think I was playing this week. And I think I was just out there partying. I think I like I caught like a cheap flight and I was like, I'm gonna go hang out with the homies, dude. Yeah. I, listen, when Vegas reopens and you can actually go party and shit like that. Dude, we'll go out there. I'll show you some shit, dude. Dude, their door guy over at Dre's is a guy I used to work with. Dude's like six eleven. I call him Big Smooth. He's like three hundred and fifty pounds, fucking white dude, fucking. They call him uh, what the fuck they call him? They don't call him Big Country. They call him something. Lurch. I think they call him Lurch. Lurch. (laughs) And uh, and dude, I used, dude, I taught this dude how to bounce. Like I was like, dude, I was like, you're so big. I was like, you don't have to say shit. Right. You can just just walk up. Just walk up. Point to the door. People will go he's like shut the fuck up I was like watch dude I was like here's the thing if more than five words come out of your mouth people are gonna realize you're a nice guy I was like don't talk yeah. just don't talk so what you would do is is I would have an issue I'm I'm five nine five nine five ten Who something like telling? that yeah <laughs> and I'd have some big fucking dude that's like I'm gonna fucking kill you and I'm like eh, you probably will I was like yo smooth he'd walk up and be like what's up boss and I was like this guy don't want to go he's like boss said you gotta go <laughs> <laughs> That's and awesome. they, they would turn around and they would like literally like look right into the center of his chest and then like look up and he'd be looking down on them and he'd be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go." That uh, was <laughs> my tab. Listen, it was a pleasure doing business with you. I apologize. I did not realize you had Sasquatch on staff for <laughs> real, for real. But to finish the story, um, so I was out there partying and I woke up one morning and I was like, I go take a piss and I'm like. Oh, that smells like iron. I like looked down. I was like, Oh, I'm pissing blood. And I was like, I was like, what did I do last night? I was like, I was drinking, I was partying. I was like, I didn't, I didn't hook up with anyone. I was like, what the fuck did I do? I was like, God damn it. I was freaking out. And I was like, I'm in Vegas. I'm like, I don't know what to do. My our mom is a nurse. She was, she was an ER nurse at the time. It's like, I dude, I made the dreaded call. I was like, mom, I don't know what's going on. First fucking question out of her mouth. What kind of dirty whore did you hook up with? I was like, "I didn't hook up with anyone." I was like, <laughs> "I woke up in my fucking hotel room by myself." And oh she's my like, God. "Well, she's like, well, you're in Vegas. It's like summertime. Like, well, how much, how much water are you drinking?" I was like, "I don't know. How much is in a bottle of kettle?" one? she's like, "Maybe two ounces." I was like, "I drank four to six ounces of water in the last twenty-four hours." She's oh like, "Yeah, that'll do it." She's like, "Honey, you're probably going into kidney failure." She's like, "You need to call your doctor." So I, I ended up calling my doctor at the time. And he's like, Where are you staying? I was like, I'm staying here. He's like, Cool. He's like, this is the nearest hospital. He's like, You need to go there right now. He's like, You need to get rehydrated and you need to go get checked out. He's like he's like, You're he's like, Your kidneys are probably going into failure. That's how hard you've partied in the last twenty four hours. And I was like, Oh shit <laughs> And I'm like no, no, I actually had to DJ while I was out there. Cause I remember like they wanted to keep me for observation. I was like, yo, yeah. I was like, I took the IV out. I was like, yo, I got a show to play tonight. I was like, I'll come back afterwards. And they're like, yeah. no drinking. I was like, gotcha. Like, I think I had like a couple of shots. Yeah. So I was just take the edge off I was DJing. When you when you play those crowds, dude, it's not fucking easy. Like it's it's crazy because you can hear when you're it's a lot like you said, when when you're doing things right, you can hear the room. Like you can hear them go, Oh
1: and you're like, oh, shit. And then you get hype and you're like, fuck, yeah.
0: You're like, now I got do, you. I'm going to do that
1: shit again. Like, watch. <laughs> yeah.
0: But there's there's certain rooms like that, man, where it's just like you can hear everyone fucking pick up on what you're doing right away. And then it's at the same time, there's rooms where they're just stale. Like people are just yeah. holding up the wall and shit like that. Those rooms are hard to fucking play. It's, it's, it's goofy, man. I don't know if it's the same for you where it's like, you know what? I, I would say probably the weirdest thing i'm gonna ask you your opinion about this and we'll we'll eventually wrap this up <laughs> we're so add <laughs> um the woo. does that does that fucking irritate you when you're fucking when you're fighting or do you even hear that i don't even like i, I think one
1: time I, I responded to somebody in the crowd because it was funny they were like get up and punch him in the face and i was like i'm trying <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the the thing that I was referencing was everyone does that Ric Flair woo yeah yeah when when they're uh, Ric Flair's
1: a shit bro, dude, fuck <laughs> bro <dude. laughs>
0: Rolex wearing, kiss stealing limousine riding woo dude a fucking Ric Flair's a G he's man He's still doing that shit too dude, he's he's, he's old there. as fuck wrestling Tuh, did, did you ever see the thirty for thirty on him no all right dude pro, all right, number one if you have ESPN plus fucking the 30 for 30 on Ric Flair is fucking hilarious he tells this story and uh I forgot what he calls like the fucking chicks that he picks up he, he's like I think he calls them aliens or something like that and he like wakes up one morning and he like there's two girls with him and he fucking wakes one of them up he goes hey where the fuck's my Rolex and they're like what he's like where the fuck's my Rolex and they're like you don't remember he goes remember what he goes the girl goes we were at some Italian restaurant last night, and you got pissed off about the food. You took the watch off, threw it into the pasta, and said, "Fuck you!" I got fifteen more of these at home, and walked out. <laughs> I was like, "That's a bad motherfucker, right there." <laughs> oh, and, then he forgot, and then he forgot about forgot, it. <laughs> forgot about it. Woke up with two aliens, two aliens, and couldn't fucking remember it, dude. Oh dude, god, Rick, dude, Rick Flair is a G, dude. And then, like, there is like another one where it's like they're talking to his wife. And she was like, Rick wasn't the always most faithful." And then cut back to me is like, yeah, I fucked around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dude, God. you got to watch the 30 for 30 for Rick Flair, dude. That shit's hilarious. Um, yeah, dude, listen, man, this has been awesome. Aside from you being fucking late, dude, congratulations. You were the first guest to be way fucking late by an hour, brother. Leave it to me. <laughs> um but listen man this has been cool look i'm looking forward to april 10th you're on the yep. darren till card you're uh are you main event undercard or not know. main event? i'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, gonna assume that i'm i'm undercard, undercard? i'm just gonna okay. assume
1: that i'm undercard yeah so
0: you can definitely check that on espn espn plus i believe espn is now on hulu for free from what i've been seeing so it's gonna be the first show on abc so it's going to be ABC. two. Oh, so it's on ABC. Yeah. ABC two. So is that on their national broadcast then? Yes. Okay. So yeah. you can definitely catch this out on ABC. Ooh, that's probably why that card's so stacked, dude. Oh, they brought out yeah. the big dick energy. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> They're like, Oh, we need the showstopper. Call us the native psycho. For real. Get them in uh, here. Yeah. <laughs> We need an excellent knockout. Listen, dude, Uh, once again, everyone, if you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. If you're on Facebook, thank you for tuning in. Uh, Once again, shout out to our sponsor, joinplayboy.com. Click on the support, support zero cool Podcast and subscribe. There's a weekly gallery that is up, and it changes every week. Uh, Once again, shout out to Bobby from Champions, my grandmother, Mary Lou. Uh, Shout out to Manuel Sanchez, uh, fighting Patricio pitbull next week jordan newman also fighting on the same card i believe i talked about that in the beginning now that i'm saying it uh any other notes uh, Jordan's yeah. fighting. yeah okay um yeah jordan newman's fighting and then askin's fighting jake paul april 17th i was totally gonna pull that up but fuck it we're out of time so Rand's rand has got to work in the morning so we'll give him a break all right listen everyone thank you for tuning in that's it peace out mahalo <laughs>